from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm going to ruin your day. Oh, and, God. And everybody, Again? And everybody else's day. Again! <laughs> Got him! <laughs> uh, I'm not on TikTok, and I every now and then something becomes so huge on TikTok that it filters down to even somebody like me, uh, where I then have to pay attention to it, and then it infiltrates my life and then ruins my day. So that happened to me last night, so I'm now going to do it to you and everybody else. Great, thanks. Can't wait. <laughs> so a lot of things... Uh, that were released a while ago sort of get reinvented in new ways on, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And there's the song that Catherine and Roxy were singing last night. I, maybe you heard it. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Um, but ever since they sang it, I didn't even have to hear the original song. And ever since they sang it, I've had it stuck in my head. And it's the only thing that I have in my head right now. I'm not okay. even concentrating on the show uh, because all I have is uh, um, Handsome Dancer Coincidence in my head. You know, Sorry, say that again? Okay, the song okay. <laughs> the band is called Handsome Dancer. Handsome Dancer. Yeah, and the song is called Coincidence. Coincidence? Uh, yes. Yeah, so people oh, do da- people original. do people do dances to it. Okay, so yeah. here, play a little bit of just the very beginning of the song. <laughs> I know I'm gonna hate it already. <laughs> the first man's name was Kiki. He wore such little pants. His brother was the champion, but Kiki loved to dance. Okay, I, I, I retract my statement. I actually kind of like okay, it. Okay, okay. The second man was Choo Choo, a master of romance. He loved the damsel in distress, but not as much as dance. Okay, so stop, stop, it, stop it here, and then I'll get to the chorus. Because this is the thing, and I said off the top that I'm going to ruin your day, and I'm going to ruin everybody else's day. Um, but uh, here we go with the wow, you can really dance. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, yes. Whoa. Uh, remind me again the name of the group, the it's, name of the song. The song is, the, the, the song is called Coincidence uh-huh. by Handsome Dancer. One day inside the station in Amsterdam, perchance, the men were dancing side by side by the man with a crooked glance. They turned to face each other. It was just happenstance that these two men would meet that day and do that fateful dance. Wow, you can really dance. Wow, you can really dance. He went. He went. They said we've both been dancing all this time. What a coincidence. <laughs> yes! Yeah! I love it! And they danced together like no one's danced before. Some diplomats were dancing. They cancelled all of the war. The whole world celebrated with no more violence. And all because these men crossed paths. What a coincidence! Yeah! How do you wow. not like that song? Wow. wow. What a coincidence. Really no, wow. You can really dance. And the other guy goes, wow. You can really dance. Yeah. We've both been dancing all our lives. What a coincidence. Yes. 
That is a big coincidence. <laughs> Play the chorus again. Oh, my God, please. dude. Go, just, is... go to the, just go to the wow part. You can fast forward. One day inside I'm not fast forwarding anything. Okay. Okay. Amsterdam okay. put chance. Okay. Some men were dancing side by side by some man with a crooked glance. They turned to face each other. <laughs> it was just happenstance <laughs> that these two men would meet that day and do that fateful dance. Wow, you can really dance. Wow, you can really dance. He went... He went. They said we've both been dancing all this time. What a coincidence. <laughs> Yo, this is a jam right here, Doc. <laughs> and then they danced together like no one's danced before. <laughs> the diplomats were dancing. They cancelled all of the war. No I love the whole man. world celebrated with no more violence. And all because these men crossed paths. What a coincidence. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. All right, hey, it's time for Name That Quarantine. All right, name that quarantine. I love this game. It is uh, Mocha versus Dammit Mori, straight up head to head. Name that quarantine. Can you uh, name a legendary track, both the song title and the artist, but only hearing the first line of the song? It's very difficult. Um, the category this week, these are all songs that were pulled from the updated list uh, of Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs of all time. So all of these songs in uh, Name That Quarantine today were pulled directly from Rolling Stone's this list. This is going to be good. Of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Uh, Maury, can we hear your buzzer, please? Uh, Mocha, your buzzer. So Mocha's is the lower tone buzzer. In case you're playing along at home, Maury's is the higher toned buzzer. Who's uh, ready? Who's ready? I'm okay. totally going to wipe your butt with you. Okay. That is, I don't know if anybody's ever said <laughs> that like no, that. Thanks. What, I can't can wipe myself. What part of him are you going to wipe his butt with? <laughs> I guess like the heel would be like one of the only parts maybe. that right heel? back of the hand maybe I guess okay you I just don't play the dumbass <laughs> game sure yeah uh, okay. Mocha give me number nine wow Mocha that is the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground wow you didn't even get to the words no I was going to say Humpty Hump. To do the hump. Wow. Because I know the baseline. Yeah, that song, by the way, uh, listed at number 241 Whoa. on oh, okay. Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. Uh, give me number 14, please. Oh. Maury. Prince. And the song is... Oh my god, dude, come on! When Dove's cry, no. Oh, too bad, he already said Incorrect. it. Incorrect. Uh, Mocha it. for the steal. That is Prince Purple Rain. Correct. Yes. Number 18 on uh, Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Wow, Maury. I know. Jeez. I know. Jeez. Uh, give me number three, please, Mocha. Mocha. That is Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe. Correct, Amundo. Yes. Released 2012. Baby. That song is number 436 Woo! on Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest songs of all time. She's my number, so call me maybe. Oh, I love that song, Scott. Uh, give me number six, Mocha, please. 
But Washem, what's the score? Three nothing Mocha. I thought okay, so. Okay, there's 500 songs to go. Okay. What? Well, no, we're not doing not. all of them. <laughs> uh, number six, please. Maury. Fairy tales. Oh my God! I know it! I know it! I know it! I know it! Okay, but it's the original one. It's uh, it's not Smash Mouth. Five, four, three. Oh. Two, one. Mocha for the steel. Is it the Beatles? Uh, I'm a believer. No. Incorrect. Oh. It's, it's the, the monkeys. monkeys. I'm a believer. Oh. <laughs> I did say it's not Smash Mouth. Oh, man. Oh, wow. The Beatles. All right. <laughs> Shut up, dude. You didn't even know. Your answer was not Smash Mouth, which uh, is right. Give me a number two, please. Ah! Maury. Cindy Lauper in True Colors. Incorrect. Mocha for the Steel. That is... Uh, 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 Cindy Lauper, time after time. Oh! Cindy Lauper, time after time. Correct, Mocha. <laughs> you know I don't care. Word? I had to get it right. I don't care. I had to get it right. <laughs> uh, Shem, the score? Uh, it's currently 4 to nothing. No, but kind of not. No, Maury, you got the wrong answer. <laughs> no, I was right. No, you weren't. Uh, okay, give me song number one, please, Mocha. Uh, Mocha. That is Kanye West, um, Stronger. Correct. That, by the way, is song number 500 oh. on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs. Should we just do one more? Of all time. Or do you want yeah. just want to end it right now? No, Maury? I want to do all of them. Okay. Uh, Maury, wow. You want to do like, I have like to get all, one. all 500? Out of 500 songs, I have to get no, one. No, we're going to do one wow. more. Wow. 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 Okay. Uh, give me number, uh, number 16, please. Mocha. No, oh. no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Maury. Sorry, Maury. My bad. Maury. No. Maury. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Aretha Franklin. Oh. Respect. <laughs> Franklin. Instead of Franklin. Okay. <laughs> Aretha. Mocha for the Respect. seal. Aretha Franklin. Respect. Correct. I said that. No, you said Aretha no, I said Franklin first. No, you no, did not. You have to go to the tape. I said Aretha no, Franklin. No, you didn't. That's first why. Time I said Franklin. No. No. You said Aretha Franklin. No, but the first time. No, you did not. Oh, no, we did not. Do we have to go to the tape? We don't have to go to the tape. It was clear as day. No. Yeah. You no, said sorry, Maury. Sorry, Maury. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. What was the final score, Shem? Oh, well, look at that. Six nothing, Mocha. Six nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, <laughs> and that is how you played in that cartoon. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hello, Suman. Welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. I know we've talked to you a couple times before, huh? Hi, yeah, it's Suman, actually. Oh, Suman, I apologize. <laughs> That's okay, sorry, I hate correcting people. What is, uh, what's your question, Suman? Watching people sleep. Is it cute or is it creepy? Oh, hold on now. Hold on <laughs> Watching now. Watching people sleep? Yeah. What made you wait, come Just wait, 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 before we get the story. Um, anybody listening right now, the number to text us is 925 the phone number 416-870-8888. If you are texting us, only text us the word um, cute or creepy. And if you want to defend cute or creepy, feel free to add that in the text. But again, Suman, your question was uh, watching someone sleep cute or creepy? Creepy as hell. I couldn't disagree more. Hold on a second. Wait, wait. wait. I, I knew more he was going to disagree. Suman, so... Are you married or got a boyfriend or anything? Or girlfriend? I am separated. You're okay. separated. So who are you watching sleep? Like, are you stalking somebody? <laughs> no. Oh, my daughter. Is that why you're separated? Oh, your daughter. Oh, are you talking about watching a kid sleep? 
No. Yes, because I oh, no, was fine. a situation where I was having a moment, and then I just lied down, and she was next to me, and she's older now. She's like eight. Yeah. And I looked at her and it was just, everything went calm. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so peaceful watching her. Then in the morning, I told my teenagers, I'm like, oh my God, yesterday I had this moment. And then I just watched her asleep. And she, they're like, ew, creepy. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, why? Mm. So what's the cutoff like, age then? Yeah, what's the cutoff cut age? Had my, my son is four, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And if he falls asleep, like on the couch or whatever, every now and then, I will. I love watching him sleep. Yeah. Right. He's a, he looks so cute. Yeah. And babies, obviously, for for a baby, you want to watch. You do watch them sleep because yeah. they look cute as hell. Okay, I don't but, think there's any age limit. But what if oh, it I is what, like what if it is your sort of partner? Like what if it is your husband, yeah, wife, creepy. person you live with? Not at all. Is it so? What What do you say, Maureen? I say it's incredibly romantic and absolutely very. What makes cute it romantic? What makes it romantic? You're watching somebody at their most vulnerable and helplessness. Vulnerable. Why did you say it like that? Vulnerable. Know the word. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But because wait, wait, wait. their eyes are closed and their like their face is scrunched into a pillow. It nothing is cuter. I watch Matthew sleep and take pictures of him all you the take time. Pictures Yo, of him. I, my phone but, does, but does he know? No. Okay, so creepy then. No, if you do no, let me something, see one of the pictures. show me the picture. Let me see one. Yeah, if, if you do something, go get the pictures. If you do something when somebody is sleeping that they don't know about, and then when they wake up, you don't tell them about it. I don't care what it is; it's creepy. Yeah, that's super weird. Like and if you told me, if you told me when Matthew's sleeping on the couch, Maury, that you went into his, you went into your room and started trying on all his shirts, that would also be creepy. Bro. Oh my god, and video. Why do you have so many pictures of sleeping Matthew? Dude, that's so weird. Because yeah, it's super weird. Only I have them. It's super Like it's something weird. that only I have. You know, everybody sees people awake, but it's cool to be like, no, I, I can I see you sleeping. No. I don't know. But, but, but for, for, for how long? Like what's the time period that you're watching? I think that is also an element to, to of the walk, creepiness. To, to watch somebody sleep, oh, but then like what's oh, the duration right. of time? Right. Why does the duration Again, of time matter? If you're though? if you're just joining us right now, the the question was watching someone sleep, cute or creepy, and I'm on I'm on team creep. Same. Mocha's on team creep. Yeah. Uh, damn it, Maury um, films like video films his husband sleeping while he's sleeping, but it's not done in like a cute way of like, oh my god, look at how cute you were when you were sleeping, where he shows it to him. Matthew has no idea. That Maury films him and takes pictures of him while he's because sleeping. Because if, if I told him, he would tell me to erase because them. Because why? Because, because it's creepy. Thank to you. him. To no, him. No, 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 no. Not no. to me. No, no, no. But you don't get a say in all this. But, but, hey, isn't the rule that only one person needs to know when you're filming? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait. wait. Zoom, in. Um, Zoom in. Stay on the... Oh. <laughs> Who are you calling, Matthew? Yeah, yeah. of course. Assuming okay. <laughs> so be quiet, okay? Don't say anything. Hello? Damn it, Matthew. It's your boyfriend's Razamoka. What's up? Hi. Hey, Matthew, real quick, uh, we're, we were talking to a fan of the show named Suman, and the question that she had, and we're getting a, b- a bunch of texts from the audience and everything else, and we wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, the question that Suman asked was, watching someone sleep, cute or creepy? What do you say? Creepy. Creepy. 
Um, Maury, what do you say? Oh, my God. I say there's nothing more cute and romantic than me watching you sleep. And then so... Oh, God. And then so we didn't believe Maury that he just sits around watch, watching you sleep. So Maury then um, opened his phone and showed us a series of pictures and videos that he has taken of you sleeping. You're lying. No. I swear. Oh, my God. He's a dead man. <laughs> I like how you say that. You, you said you said dead man. Like, like, <laughs> I like that. I may start using that. You are a dead man. <laughs> I may start. <laughs> okay, so we got Matthew's vote. Matthew is on. You're the same as me and Mocha, Matthew. Uh, you, you, team creepy. Team creepy. So really the only one in the room, surprise, surprise, that thinks it's cute to watch somebody sleep is, in fact, your husband, Maury. But I'm only watching you sleep. No other man. <laughs> no, that no, I can't believe this. I love you. Not cool. Oh. Not cool. <laughs> no, you, you, Maury, are a dead man when you get home. Uh, Matthew, we love you. Thank you so much for taking some of your day to uh, to talk to us. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Okay, love okay, you too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Yeah, that's gonna be a rough afternoon yeah. for you, Maury. <laughs> um, anyway, if you want to get in on this, the. <laughs> Number to text nine two five triple five. Watching someone sleep, cute or creepy? Thank you, Suman. Love you lots. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So the question was: Watching somebody sleep, cute or creepy? I'm on like I don't know. I I guess like once your kids and the little and stuff like that, that's fine. But I think just sitting around watching somebody sleep is always going to be creepy. And we just discovered that Dammit Maury uh, secretly not only films, but takes photos of his husband, yeah. Dammit Matthew. Video sleeps, of him but sleeping. It's, yeah, but it's so that if you're having like a, a moment or you need a pick-me-up, you can always go and watch the videos or look at the pictures. Yeah, but he doesn't know, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't consented he to, to that. And it sounds... We just got off the phone. <laughs> how many times, how many times <laughs> Maury, If I had... I swear to God, I would be long retired if I had a dollar for every time Maury said, he doesn't need to know. <laughs> long Facts. retired. Uh a lot of texts at 925 and we'll get to your calls at 416-870-8888. I know we have uh, Jessica and Kirk on hold right now. We'll get to them in a sec. Maury finds it romantic. It's weird. Um, Let's see here. Oh, somebody said we need more Dan Matthew on the show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's only acceptable to watch your children sleeping. Thank you. It swells you with love and peace. Anyone else, it's super creaky. That's, uh, creepy. That's true. We're getting a lot. I would say more texts that simply read creepy than we get that says it's cute and anyone that does say it's okay that it's cute it's always with babies or little little children let's leave children out of this though okay let's leave children out of this conversation let's talk about grown adults watching grown adults sleep let's keep it there everybody likes a baby but we're uh, not talking about that. Creepy Mori is creepy. I think he has proved. <laughs> creepy Mori is creepy. It is creeping creepy. <laughs> You're a dead man. That's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once in a while, it's okay with kids. No age limit. With partner, it's okay if they know no picks at all. That's creepy. Yeah, no picks. Jeez. Um, somebody else said uh, they only filmed their husband when they were sleeping just to prove to them the next day how loud that person snores right. so again in that case they made it known to the other person yes that they were filming yes. and or taking photos okay. but you're gonna want those pictures no you're scared out of here more stop trying to justify your weirdness man yeah let's go to the phones real quick jessica let's start with you go ahead so my ex had moved out and i hadn't gotten around to changing the locks yet just one of those things that you have to do like the front door code 
woke up in the middle of the night, and he was standing at the end of the bed watching me sleep. No. Oh, what? No. Yeah. No. And what happened? Like, you woke up, you saw him, and you obviously asked him what he was doing. What did he say? Well, that was hands down most frightened I have ever felt in my life. And I was like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? You haven't been here in weeks. And he's like, sorry, I just came by. I missed you. And then immediately just scurried out. This is is not in the spirit of what we're talking about today, though. Like, we're talking about watching somebody who you're, like, who you're, you know, currently with and have a relationship, whether that's creepy or sweet to watch them sleep. Not stalker ex, boyfriend. No, No, no. that's never. This is a whole new level creepy. I know, but that's never cute, though. No, no. Oh, I feel bad for you. I hope no. uh, it's a restraining order creepy. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Later. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. What is your name? Hi there. My name is Kirk. All right, Kirk. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say I completely agree with uh, with Maury, and I can't believe oh, I'm saying this. I, yeah. I know. I, I listen. Well, hold on. Before I even say anything else, you guys are the absolute best, and I, I know everyone says it when they call in, but you guys really are the absolute best. But I have to side with Maury this time because. In all honesty, when you're watching somebody in their natural state and, and, and you're doing it in a romantic vibe, obviously, especially that honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. it's, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for how long, Kirk? Well, I mean, yes, okay. You know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe it gets creepy if you're doing it for too long. No, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's the I, I, duration. No, like, tell you, if I've, you do a quick glance, yeah. I think that's fine. I've, I've made a decision about this show. They don't want to come in here. You're no longer allowed to be in charge of the phones. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's all I have left. There's no, you are no longer allowed to be in charge also, of the phones. Oh, he phoned us. I know. Yeah, but you put him through. Yeah. You could have put, put anybody else through. You could have put anybody else through. No, 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 no. Okay, you could have put anybody else through. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. Later. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, yeah, so the, the question was watching somebody sleep, cute or creepy? And I would say overwhelming. Uh, the numbers have come in to side with creepy. This was a question that was asked by Suman, uh, who's a big fan of the show. And Dan Mori was the only person that said cute. And so much so that Dan Mori watches his husband, Dan Matthew, and that we didn't believe him. And Dan Mori whipped out his phone and started showing us like pictures and video yeah. that he's taken of Matthew, like napping on the couch and stuff. Um, that ain't right, man. Um, a lot of text. Somebody texted and said, I think it's really creepy, but there are, are things called sleep streams now. And somebody, I was like, what is that? And someone else texted and said that there's a trend on Twitch where you can watch Twitch users sleep. Yeah, but you're a willing participant, though. You're allowing yourself to be watched while you sleep, right? right? It's not like you can hack into somebody's nest cam and watch them sleep, right? That's where the line is drawn. It's about consent. (laughs) Another person said, it's only cute if I'm mad at my boyfriend. Wow, really? (laughs) I mean, I know Catherine is like film me um sleeping on the couch because i fall asleep in all sorts of weird ways right yeah. like because i like i don't like rarely fall asleep i'll just pass out yeah. from just exhaustion and then so she'll i'll be doing something dumb in my sleep or sleeping in a really weird way Do something that, dumb like, like what you, you just you I, fall like, asleep with your finger in your nose no i don't know <laughs> let's leave me let's leave me out of this okay let's leave me out of this somebody texted and said i woke up to my husband lovingly staring at me it's creepy. Yes. Uh. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, let's go to line one. Sandy, I believe it is. Go ahead. Oh my god, I was gonna say cute, but then it'll become creepy if it's like more than like three minutes or not even two minutes. But can I say something? But you guys have to promise not to cut me off. 
Okay, go ahead. I freaking love Maury. He makes my day. He makes my day. You guys never ask if we like Maury. You just ask about Roz and Mocha. No, your phone is terrible. Yeah, your phone is terrible. Got to go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're a, you're a creep like Maury then? No, no. I think it's cute to watch like babies and stuff. But if it's your significant other, maybe you might wake up early. You're like, oh, he's so cute. Or whatever it is. You ever taken it? You ever, you ever take it? You, you, you ever taken it? What do you mean after a while? Like, how long is too long then in your world? Like, if you wake up, sometimes you wake up like, you know, faster than your uh, partner and you look at him, oh, whatever. Or if they're snoring, you're just like, this guy's so ugly. Like, wow. it just depends. Wow. 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 <laughs> this person did not let me sleep all night. No, I think it's cute if you just wake up and you're like admiring the person. Love. You, you know what I mean? You and Maury should like start hanging out together. Like, you're like again, like, again, just like with Kirk. Another phone call. Maury said, "Hey, go yeah. to go to line no, one, talk yeah, to Sandy." Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not no, telling people yeah. are calling in. Agreeing. Hold on, hold on a sec, Sandy. Hold on a sec, Sandy. Go ahead, Maury. People are calling in agreeing. It is what it is. But I want to tell you my nickname for Matthew Which when he's sleeping. What? Pillow Maddie. Pillow Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that is weird. Bro. Okay. Thank you, Sandy. Bro. Oh, Bro. you guys are amazing. Remember Thank Maury, you. Remember, Maury, when Matthew's sleeping, the pillow goes under his head. <laughs> over. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Lizzo did a whole TED Talk on her ass. Sorry, what? Yeah. So, Like an actual TED Talk? Lizzo did an actual TED Talk. Uh, well, like she sat the whole time? No. No, it's, uh, it's actually super inspiring. Um, she's really great. She's so charismatic and, and just has a way of... A way with words that is so relatable, even if there's no way to relate what Lizzo is is talking about. But she did, uh, she did a TED talk on the history of twerking, and it's West oh. Af- and it's and it's and it's West African sort of roots and really? maintaining that and preserving that and celebrating that. Um, but uh, but she's the perfect person for it because the way Lizzo can tell a story and get these sort of points across and be relatable to the subject but still make the subject completely relatable is, is like a thing that only Lizzo can do right now. She's one of the best. When uh, you said that she did a TED Talk on her ass, yeah. I thought you meant like she did a TED Talk and she was like sitting on her, like just sitting down the entire no, time. No, no, she did a TED Talk about her ass. Yeah. So listen to this. If you follow me on social media, you've probably seen my hiney before. It's no secret. <laughs> but you know, I used to hate my ass. Believe it or not. I have my father's shape and my mother's size, so it's big and long. (laughs) I used to think that only asses like J-Lo's or Beyonce's could be famous. I never thought that could happen to me. I always felt like my body type wasn't the right one or the desirable one growing up. Because I grew up in an era where having a big ass wasn't mainstream. I grew up watching movies where women were like, does my ass look fat in this? Like it was a bad thing. I felt like the ass odds were against me, but baby, <laughs> this badonka donk donk was going places. Hey, I love that. Yeah, and uh, she's so good. She's she's so she's so great. And then uh, Lizzo uh, continues on with this. This is her TED talk, by the way. My ass has been the topic of conversation. My ass has been in magazines. Rihanna gave my ass a standing ovation. <laughs> yes, my booty, my least favorite part of my body. How did this happen? Twerking. (laughs) Yes. Through the movement of twerking, I discovered my ass is my greatest asset. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TED 
twerk. <laughs> nice. So the first time I saw twerking in person was at a teen club called the Z in Houston, Texas. There I saw a bunch of girls my age shaking their booty to New Orleans bounce, and I was like, how are they doing that? It was incredible to me. Thanks to my Caribbean besties, Peaches and Jeline, and thanks to Master mm. P, whoop, whoop, <laughs> I found the rhythm. The better I got, the more I fell in love with what I had because, damn, my ass could do magic. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. So is that out everywhere now? Like, yeah, yeah, watch yeah. That, like, yeah on YouTube it was and stuff? released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you my God, the, that's so good. You can watch the whole thing. Oh, but, uh, amazing. That's, that's Lizzo's TED Talk on uh, the history of twerking. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, Britt. It's Roz and Mocha. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. <laughs> Thank you. When did this story happen? This happened last summer. Okay, so where does your story begin? I was going through a bit of a, what I call a hashtag COVID crisis. I decide to uh, live my best Reese Witherspoon out of the movie Wild. Yes. Um, and I took a solo road trip to Lake Superior Provincial Park. Which is how far and from where you live? About 10 hours. Oh, oh damn. Wow. Okay. okay. So I drove up there, and it's this little town called Wawa mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, the park's in. I did some, like, backcountry camping in the park, and then I decided I wanted to drive from Wawa to the town of Chaplo because Chaplo has the largest big game reserve in the world, and I really love bears and moose. Okay. <laughs> So you are alone in the middle of nowhere and you decide yeah. to drive to the largest big game reserve in the world because you yeah. love bear and moose. Fair but for, for what purpose? Just to go and hoping to see something or <laughs> just to see them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're like, you're like Catherine, my girlfriend, where she would go to just try and make friends with a bear. So um, before I leave town, I noticed that like my gas is a little low. Oh God. And I'm like, oh, it's, I just have to take like the Trans-Canada Highway. It's about like two hours between Wawa and Chaplo. And um, I'm like, of course, there'll be tons of gas stations along the way. Oh, I should also mention at this point, like, my cell phone has been out of service pretty much the whole trip. Oh, Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, God. And then eventually I happen upon this, like, supposed town. And it's actually just, like, an abandoned mine (laughs) and, like, a couple abandoned houses. And there's, like, nothing else. Oh, my God. And your phone has zero service and you're running out of gas. Yes. So I'm driving, I'm driving, and this road just eventually turns into, like, a gravel path. And then it turns into nothing. And then there's this sign that literally just says, Welcome to the Chaplow Big Game Reserve. And I'm like, oh, my God, I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Score. So I do, like like a literal like 72 point turn and I'm like starting to like inch back the way I came because the road just ended yeah and then the car just quits on me I'm on the website right now for the for the big game reserve that you that you were at Chaplow um yeah their tips for um being with the wildlife 
Tip number one is be patient and stay quiet. So what did you do after this? I was like, all right, you know what? Like, we got to, we got to get out of here. Pack a bag. So I pack a bag. Literally, all that's in this bag is an axe and a box of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, survivors got to survive. Yes, you do. You know? Also, my headphones, because I was listening to your guys' podcast, like, the whole trip. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, that's a risk. First of all, thank you for listening. But second of all, that's risky when you don't have any service on your phone whatsoever. You got to preserve that battery life (laughs) so i was walking and a bear like runs out and like crosses the path in front of me and i was like oh my well at first i was like oh my god awesome i found my bear no no (laughs) no (laughs) yeah there are just sounds of animals everywhere. There's rustling in the trees on either side of me. There's like giant moose tracks in the ground. And I'm like, oh, goodness. So I just start like walking and singing slash sobbing. <laughs> Trying to make, like, as much noise as possible so as not to get attacked by a bear. Again, while listening to you guys. And then eventually my battery died. Oh, no! Chris, what the hell? Okay, so how do you how do you stay alive then? How do you get out of this? Okay, so I end up, like, hiking back. I'd say it was about five hours back to the Transcana Highway in the dark. It's starting to rain. There's animals everywhere. Eventually, I see a transport truck, like, in the distance. The guy pulls over, and I'm like, hi, like, my phone is set. Can I borrow your phone? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he pulls out his phone, and he's like, ah, actually, it's out of service. And so... Then he just shuts the door and tries to, like, drive off. Oh, my God. Didn't even offer to help you? No. (laughs) I was like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going, like, back to Wawa. And I'm like, works for me. Can I come? And then he was like, uh, yeah, I guess. So he drops me off at a Timmy's. I, I look a hot mess. I kind of hobble in and I'm like crying. Can like, I use your phone? And then they straight up just said no. <laughs> no! <laughs> Are you serious? The Tim Hortons and Wawa said no? That's yeah, so they were mean. like, no. Because of COVID. COVID? What about bears? Oh, my God. Okay. And then the kindest girl there was like, are you okay? And I just started, like, sobbing. And then she, like, called 911. It was like someone here had gone in a car accident because all she could hear from me just, like, sobbing was, like, car. (laughs) So the police show up. So they call a tow truck. The tow truck driver's like, oh, that's going to be thousands of dollars that's in the middle of nowhere to get that car you can even find your car so we're driving it's pitch black it's pouring rain it's just like out of a nightmare and then all of a sudden a moose comes running out of the woods and hits the bed of the tow truck <laughs> wow <laughs> You decided to go out into the wilderness to reconnect with nature, maybe make friends with a bear and a moose. Mm -hmm. You were so unprepared for this adventure, and what it resulted in was you hitting a moose with a tow truck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
eventually they did get me back to my car and I continued like driving on to Chaplo and I saw I think seven moose on the way <laughs> and I was like well I guess I reached my goal I yeah, saw mission moose. accomplished there you yeah. go <laughs> they all they all heard what you did to that other moose <laughs> oh my god I know they were coming out in droves <laughs> well damn well Britt that, that is a whoop. hell of a story girl thank you Britt the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Okay, Jocelyn listens to the Roz and Mocha Show Hello, and texted Jocelyn. and said, Two days ago, you got me into watching Squid Game. Two days after, all episodes watched. I thank you for making me watch, but I blame you for my two sleepless nights. Oh, wow. I know. I watched them all. <laughs> what, what is, uh, what's, what's keeping you up at night after watching Squid Game? Without giving yeah, away any spoilers. I had to watch it. I can't stop watching it. Yeah. I have to go on and I would tell myself one more episode and I'm going to sleep. Wow. And then after the ep- after that episode, I would go on and on and on until I'm done with it. And last night, I was finally done with it. Um, so I told Catherine, <laughs> Miss Day, I shouldn't have said this. Because Catherine judges people she likes to think that the world is nicer than what I think it actually is, right? Yeah. Uh, she's just got a big, soft heart. And I told her last night that I was reading an article saying that Squid Game may actually, it's on its way to becoming the most popular television series that Netflix has ever done. Really? Right, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that broke her heart. Because really? yeah, because she doesn't <laughs> she, because she doesn't want to know that the vast majority of people who watch Netflix would make something like Squid Game their most popular show ever. She doesn't like to think that there's that amount of people who would enjoy something like Squid Game in the world. Right, right. She this doesn't like her view that. Of the world now. It ruins her view of the world. I, you know, she'll I still watch the show, into it. but she gotta, won't. Man, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I know, Shem, you finished watching the whole thing, right? Oh yes. And Jocelyn, can I just say this to you? Red, yeah. red light, green light. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I didn't want to continue after the first episode, but I, like you know, I said, yeah. okay, let me watch the second one, and then I just, you know, you got to keep going. Now, Jocelyn, are you watching it because Shem and I are watching it two different ways? Are you watching it dubbed? Like, are you watching it in English? Well. I watch it, uh, no, not in English. You I are, watch it in Korean. You, and I have to, like, really read through the, you know, yeah. title. Because yeah, because I I can't watch it dubbed, so I have to watch it. I can only watch it in Korean with subtitles because I just can't watch something dubbed. Uh, but you do have that option on Netflix, and I completely forgot that you have that option on Netflix to watch it in its sort of normal language, which is I, Korean. I won't be able to do the Roz way. Yeah. I'll be able to do the Shem way where you watch it where it's overdubbed with English. I, yeah, I, I've, I've watched some episode. Like, I watched episode one um, dubbed. Yeah. And I watched episodes two, three, and four in Korean. It is a vastly more enjoyable experience watching it in Korean. Actually, my daughter tricked me into putting the, 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 the dubbing option, right? Yeah. And, I, and then I... And then when I started watching, the, I don't know what episode was that. It's like, why is this in English? And I was like, Mom, I tricked you into putting it in English. And I was like, no, put it back to Korean. Well, Jocelyn, thank you very much for your text. And uh, more importantly, thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha show. Before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I know you're going to ask me that. Although I listen to your opinion, Ross, I like Mocha more. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... 
I, 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 there's so many things about this that, that hurt, you know, and what I don't like is when somebody gives me the compliment, but then uh, they say, but mocha, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> just don't I say anything. Both, but, don't say uh, anything then. Hold on. I love you both, but I love, I, I like mocha more. I, I heard you the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> love you, Jocelyn. Take care. I love you back. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Everybody's still talking about Squid Game. Mm. Um, that uh, young. Oh, I finally started watching it. You did. Uh, How many episodes in are you? Just two. Just two. Yeah. So I watched. Um, what are your thoughts? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm watching it with the because I can't watch subtitles. Right. So I'm watching it with the English uh, dub. Which at times it's like real dumb. Right. Because I feel like uh, the voices don't necessarily match the character. Well, yeah. So let me read you this, too, because somebody had come out to say, because I I said yesterday that when you watch it with the dubbed video as well as um, the subtitles, Mm -hmm. it's very different. Like from if you listen to what they're saying, mm-hmm. so there's three things going on. You have the original Korean language based on the intended script. Right. Then you have the dubbed version, which is voice actors going off a different script. Then you have the subtitles, which you can read, which are done by yet another party. And normally when people do subtitles, they have nothing to do with the actual production. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just they farm it out and, and everything else. Um but there was a woman who's, who's fluent in Korean who was pointing out that the dubbed version and the subtitle version are very different for um, Squid Game, which is what we were talking about yesterday. Hmm. Like how different? Like would it change the story? That's what she seems to say. That's what she seems to say. Does it change anything though? I don't know. I don't know how much it changes, but uh, listen to listen to this. Hi everyone, I just watched Squid Game and I'm fluent in Korean and I had the English subtitles on and I noticed that um, you're missing so much from the English uh, subtitles. So I thought I would make a little video just to show you. I want to start with Minya, by the way, which her name translates to beautiful girl, which I think is really interesting. Her dialogue constantly gets botched. Like every little thing that she says is f- I think it's because she's like plays like a low class character and she's a gangster. So she cusses a lot and it gets very sterilized. And randomly, like even things that like don't even aren't even that bad. Like she says, like, what are you looking at? It's turned into go away, which might seem arbitrary, but like everything she says is not really aligning. And so you're missing a lot of this character and what she stands for. But here's the one part that I think is a huge miss. Here she is trying to pe- convince people to play the game with her, right? Right here. The translation says, oh, I'm not a genius, but I can work it out. What she actually said was, I am very smart. I just never got a chance to study. That is a huge, uh, like, mm. that is a huge trope in Korean media. The poor person that's smart and clever and just isn't wealthy. That's a huge part of her character. Like the writers, all they want you to know about her is that. You know what I mean? It seems so small, but it's like the entire character's purpose of being in the show. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've only watched Red Light, Green Light yeah. and then episode two, which is uh, titled Hell. Right. <laughs> right. Did you watch so. it with Jenna or no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, we'll she, watch it is she okay? 
Yeah, she's hard. But do you see it. what I mean? It's not a. It's not the. It's not a great show. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. It's like just I'm, one of those things that caught lightning, right? If, if people weren't talking about it as much as they have been, yeah, I think I just like if, let if this, this show show pass okay, by. If this show was the quality as far as the sets and the story and everything else, if this show was in English and Canadian, it would have failed miserably would this show have done as well pre-covid like if we weren't in covid time yeah do you i think, think so people would, i think would so care? i think so oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah 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 i think we'd still be talking about it but it's not a it's not a like it's not a masterpiece like it's not disagree with all three of you okay fair enough oh, wow. that's fine you're allowed so, to she- shem i believe is the first one in this room to watch the entire thing right yeah yeah i love it i think it's i think it's fantastic it doesn't bother me one bit that the you know english dub translation and subtitles might be different yeah i think the story is great i, I ending's kind story's of okay the story's okay the ending is not yeah. good but knowing not the good. translation oh, yeah. Alert. It's it's important. yeah yeah well listen I'm only two episodes do? in. Yeah, listen, you've had, I know okay, the, you've I had know. weeks. What, I've had two weeks? You've had two weeks. That's did you long watch enough. the second game? Like, did you get to the second? No, just... I only watched episode one and two. Yeah. But in this episode two, isn't there another game? There is not. No. Oh, then you have to watch episode three tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did I just say? Look at Maury dictating what you watch. <laughs> you have to do this. Anyway, I think that what we have learned, Shem, is that every now and then it is absolutely, without question, okay to be wrong. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, hey, Mocha. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Not bad. Uh, Squid Game. So I got interested in it, and I binge watched it all uh, last night. Oh, damn. Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, the story was pretty good, but it wasn't the greatest. No. Uh, Yeah, Roz's been saying that forever. Don't spoil it because. I, I, I just started the other night. I'm, I'm, I'm still making my way through. I should be done by the end of the week, I hope. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not going to spoil anything. As far as the uh, only thing that choked me up was the Marvels episode, and that's all bro, I'm going to say bro, about it. Bro, bro, shut up. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I had to say that. I love spoilers. You know me. I love spoilers. Uh, but uh, but I, what I don't like is when somebody says, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil it, and then they spoil it. Like, I never say that. I never bait and switch. If I'm going to spoil something, I will just go ahead and spoil it, right? Yeah. So did you, did you watch it alone, or did you watch with somebody else? Oh, no, no. It was just me. Oh, okay. uh, all by my lonesome. Loser. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> now, is this, did you watch it alone because, like, you have somebody with you that just didn't want to watch it, or do you, or you just, you live alone? Uh, no, no, no. My, uh, my wife doesn't really like reading the subtitles, yeah. and, um, I, I want to watch it in Korean with the subtitles because I'm just used to that. Yeah. So it was just uh, it was uh, just my cup of tea. But, I had to go. Uh, yeah. I had to go and watch the the last couple episodes of Squid Game. I had to watch the dub version just because um, at late at night my eyes don't work really well. Oh, no. Right? And, Bro, uh, you need glasses. I don't know why you're fighting. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not fighting it. I know I need glasses. I just don't have glasses. Well, that's another conversation. Glasses? We're talking about Squid Game now, man. Don't. That's a yeah. whole other conversation, know, bro. But still. No, no, no. I don't need you to mother me. Um, oh, so God, yeah. So I had to, it's it's. 
it's it's because of what? Age? No, it's not because of age. Um, no, so the last couple episodes, I did watch the dub version because my eyes start to not work late at night. Uh-huh. Uh, and then so I just sort of floated through because those last age? couple of episodes. Yeah, it's because of age. Yeah, Maury. Also, I had <laughs> shingles in my eye, if you remember correctly. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, no. It's uh, a lot of people are doing that. Maury, Maury plowed through it all in one night. You plowed through it all in one night. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of that kind of show. Hour-long episodes, though. That's hard to do all in one sitting. Yeah, there was one episode I did see because I previewed. Um, I just wanted to scroll through and just see the time yeah. of each one. And I think there's one episode that's like 35 yeah, or 38 yeah, there is one. You're right. So Later nice. on. Yeah, yeah. There's I one, wonder there's one if I would have episode. enjoyed it more and if others would have enjoyed it more have you not binged it. And if you watch it, wait a few days and watch another one. Maybe that's what makes it I less know. fun. No, I think no, it, I it, it, in that. a situation like this where everyone's talking about it, yeah. everyone wants to binge the entire thing as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah. But I, no, but I mean like if you watch one and then pause to discuss and then go back a few more days. You know, I, I personally, days. for me, I like binging. Like I don't like this new way of releasing shows on streaming platforms one week at a time. Mm-hmm. Like I was really into um, that Nine Perfect Strangers show on Amazon with uh, Nicole Kidman. And I had access to the, like the first like six episodes or something like that. And Catherine and I plowed through them. We plowed through like the first six episodes and binged it. And it was awesome. I was super into it. Not the best show, but it becomes a better show, right? Yeah. Um, when I'm when I'm binging it. And then I had to wait for, the broad, for it to broadcast uh, in order to watch like the last two episodes, but they released them every oh, week. Oh, they gave you all of them except for the it last the two? Weir- it was the weirdest thing. Oh, I don't because know it's, why. A spoiler, it's a spoiler Wait. thing. Yeah, it was PR lame. companies do oh, that. Yeah, yeah. No. So I had to wait. And then I'll tell you, by the time I got to the end of it, I had no interest in the show anymore. Really? Yeah, I didn't oh, even really sucks. like the ending where I would have been super into it, right? Yeah. But what's, anyway. Uh, what's your name again? Asan. Asan, thank you so much for uh, for calling. Thank and you. more importantly, thank you for listening. Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Hands down. Right on, man. I you appreciate that. That's when you said that, bro. I know. It said, that sounded like it hurt. <laughs> uh, see, it, with me, my favorite's uh, Switch. It depended on my mood. Oh. Today I'm super tired and grumpy, so it's wild <laughs> today. Okay. <laughs> And tomorrow, you know, if I'm a little, a little more giddy, it'll be Mocha. Okay. So. Oh, thanks, man. Dope. We will talk to you tomorrow, yeah, thanks. <laughs> later, dude. All right, All right later. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Yo, Rachel, how you doing? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Welcome back. Time for an update. <laughs> Last time we talked to you was like November of 2020. So almost a year ago. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't feel that long, does it? That's what she said. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so this is an FML update, a Fix My Life update. And what was your original situation, if you could sort of bring everybody up to speed here? Okay, so I think originally we were just having some issues. You and your, you and your, fiance, your fiance. Uh, we were just having issues, I think, in the bedroom. Um, so I was looking for some advice on how to, I guess, be more vulnerable mm-hmm. and like, uh, spice things up. I don't know. How to say. Oh, because you guys were living. Whose parents' house were you guys in? His parents or your parents? Uh, his parents. At his parents, <laughs> and I think the 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 bedroom, like your bedroom, like was a shared wall <laughs> with their bedroom. Yeah. So intimacy was a little bit of a problem when the parents were home, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which was most of the time. <laughs> and then you are also having a hard time having the conversation with your fiance mm-hmm. about um, how to spice things up, comfort levels, all of that kind of stuff, right? 
yeah, I think it's a it's a difficult conversation to have, especially easy. for like newer couples. <laughs> I remember Roz Roz saying like part of his advice to you guys was that you you had to have like open dialogue, open conversation, to make sure that uh, you were both comfortable with with what you each wanted out of the relationship, yeah. out of the intimacy, right? Yeah, no, we definitely did that. So that huh. was I did take the advice. You know, it, it was more of like this is how far I'm willing to go to like be open with mm-hmm. you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of kickstarted a whole like myriad of conversations of like, this is what he wants. This is what I want. This is how he's feeling. This is how I'm feeling. And it was good. It was definitely an opener. And didn't you say that the one thing that was completely off the table was feet stuff? Yes. Right. Okay. What do you say? He wasn't, he wasn't into it, right? <laughs> anyway, so you, you guys are good? Um, I don't know. I feel like he's the kind of guy that'll just go uh, with anything. Oh, <laughs> okay. wow. So he could be like a, a foot guy, huh? And you don't even know. He could be. I'm oh, not going to lie. It's my biggest fear that like on his deathbed, he's going to be like, listen, death. So, so, <laughs> so how are things, how are things now? I'd like to, I'd like to talk to Anthony as well. Um, how are things now? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, things are, are better. We actually, so we had moved out of his parents' house, but now we are back. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, but our bedrooms are much farther away. So oh, okay. that kind of helps. How was it when you guys moved out of the parents' house? Um, so that was kind of where we spent the majority of uh, the time just kind of being like, open with our emotions yeah. where we were just kind of like getting to know each other on that level. And then right near the end where we were moving back out is when things just kind of started to like smooth out and like our, both of our expectations and needs were getting met. It, it's been good. Oh, okay. Been and what good. about now that you're back with his parents? <laughs> Um, I think it might have awakened something in me because there's oh. just like a million photos of Jesus always watching. What? Oh, oh, they're super Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh, even like in your room in the bed in the bedroom that you guys are staying in? Uh, they were. I had, but oh. we had taken them down. Oh no. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus don't crazy. Jesus don't need to see any of that. No, it's mm. not for his eyes. <laughs> no. Uh, Anthony, are you there? Hello. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. How are you, Rod? Good, good. So you guys, so you listened to the original call that we did with Rachel and uh, the advice that she was looking for. How would you say things are right now between the two of you? I think uh, things are getting uh, much better. And uh, so how did that happen then? How did things go? How did things get better? What was the sort of thing, if you could let anybody else know who may be going through the same thing you guys were going yeah. through where you need to spice things up a little bit? What was the thing that got the wheels moving? So the first thing was the open communication, you know, what we like and what we don't like. Yeah. And also for me, uh, it's working less hours. Oh, okay. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and are you or are you not? We need to confirm right now because I think Rachel is still unsure. Are you or are you not a secret closeted foot guy? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. You are hey, not. Right. Okay. Yo, I'm big not. relief for Rachel right there. <laughs> big relief. You have no idea, bro. We talked to her last year and this has been on her mind since. Um, how, how many? Uh, also, there's a there's another concern that um, spicing things up and keeping things sexy uh, is difficult now with your current living arrangement because you're back with your parents and there's a lot of Jesus in the house. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Jesus all over. <laughs> 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 would you, Rachel, would you rather in your room uh, uh, a picture of Jesus on the wall or a picture of Anthony's mother on the wall? Oh, we had that too. You had that too? Oh, you had no! both? We, we, we had the... <laughs> 
the marriage pictures of my parents okay. on the wall. Hold on here. Oh, you guys cannot be. Ex- you guys cannot be expected <laughs> to have a healthy sex life where you spend time in a room where on the wall is a picture of Jesus and a picture of your mother-in-law. You can't get. You can't get sexy in in that room. There's pictures of Anthony when he was like four on the wall. No! No! I think at this point, Rachel would rather you be a foot guy, Anthony. (laughs) Come on. Damn. You can't have have your mother-in-law, Jesus, and little Anthony looking at you when you got to do woman's business. There's also a hand-drawn portrait of his father. No! No! Yo, y'all got to move. Y'all got to move. We are. We are. We're moving into a our own house soon. Yeah, and when you move in your own house, excited. no pictures of anybody on the wall. Jeez. I don't know, man. It's kind of homey. Oh, <laughs> no. Rachel, you are a warrior to be yeah. able to do <laughs> what you do in a room like that. An absolute warrior. Damn, girl. Thank you. Well, uh, <laughs> Rachel and Anthony, we're happy that things are better between you, despite all the pictures on the wall in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on Raza Mocha's Fix My Life. <laughs> Take care, guys. Right. Right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ontario Chief's Medical Officer of Health is set to release uh, advice today for uh, a safe Thanksgiving and Halloween. Let me guess for a mask. God. Uh, earlier this week, Dr. Uh, Kieran Moore did touch on some of the recommendations for Thanksgiving, saying celebrating indoors and unmasked with fully vaccinated groups is, quote, absolutely appropriate. Uh Moore went on to say that uh, if there is a combo of vaxxed and unvaxxed people in your group, mm-hmm. attendees may want to consider keeping masks on, particularly for older people or those with chronic health conditions. Uh, and uh, still no word on Halloween because we know that um, they canceled it last year. Like, explain something to me, please. And I don't want to come off. It's so, This stuff is so difficult to talk about because I don't want to come off as somebody who's like questioning the science and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Explain something to me. And if you can't, maybe somebody can on text. 925 by the way. Explain to me this, okay? If the narrative has been we need to protect people who are vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? That was the, that's why you can, now you got to have a vaccine to get on an airplane and a train and everything else. We don't want to be around the unvaccinated. Right. But if vaccinated people can still catch and spread COVID... Yes. Then we should be trying to protect the unvaccinated people from the vaccinated people. Mm -hmm. We're not the ones at risk, even though when you're vaccinated, you can still catch COVID COVID, and spread COVID. Mm -hmm. So why can't I have somebody who's unvaccinated over to my house? Because... I don't know the answer. I'm just assuming because that unvaccinated person that might have symptoms could then spread it to you and you could then spread it to somebody else who may not be unvaccinated. But somebody who's vaccinated can give it to me. Exactly. And then you could send it to somebody who is not vaccinated. But we're the ones that they're trying to protect. Yeah, I think the issue is that, yes, vaccinated or unvaccinated, the virus can still spread. We we know that. I think the issue is that you're more likely, uh, somebody who's unvaccinated is more likely to spread it to you than somebody who is vaccinated. That being the issue. Right. But 
somebody who is also vaccinated can still spread it. Yes, absolutely. The, mm. the, 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 the virus can spread regardless whether they're vaccinated or not. Right. It's just that so it's what more I'm, likely. So what I'm saying is that the, the pressure should be to protect the unvaccinated from the vaccinated. Well, they're trying to, but it's... They're not. They're the, trying to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. They're trying to encourage the unvaccinated to get vaccinated. The only reason why you have to show papers and all this stuff is because the vaccinated don't want to hang out with the unvaccinated. Man, does everyone just keep your ass at home this right? Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, I all right, don't invite nobody over. It's just, like, I don't know. It doesn't, like, if... And then, so, if you want somebody to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. if you want to, like, get somebody to get vaccinated... To protect them from getting COVID from somebody else who may already be vaccinated. <laughs> okay. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Like, if I am vaccinated. It's just right? about protecting everybody. Because everyone at some point could get COVID. Okay, I Whether get that. Whether you're vaccinated I get or that. not. I get that. I it's get just that. protecting I, each absolutely. other from each other, right. I guess. I get that. But you have to understand from somebody who is, like, if somebody is a little vaccine hesitant, okay? Yeah. It, trying to make sense of all this is very difficult at times. And I don't mean to be that guy. Again, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm just asking questions, okay? So if I am vaccinated and protected, mm-hmm. but I can still catch and give COVID, what is the incentive for somebody who is unvaccinated to get the vaccine that doesn't prevent even me from catching or spreading COVID. Like, you have to understand the sort of circle of madness that this causes for people. Well, at the end of the day, the point is to keep people... And I'm vaxxed, just so anybody knows. I'm not like... I think at the end of the day, it's to keep people out of the hospital. Sure, I get that. But the narrative is to protect the vaccinated. That's the narrative. The, The prime minister stood on a stage not that long ago and said, we need to protect the vaccinated. Where I just don't understand that logic when we should be putting we should be like welcoming people and we should be kind to people who are unvaccinated and encourage them because we want to protect them as opposed to shun them because that's really what we're doing ton of texts at nine two five triple five. both vaccinated and non-vaccinated yep. can catch and spread covid yep. but the non-vaccinated have a higher chance of needing medical assistance there and you dying. Go. this unfortunately affects everyone because the hospitals can become overwhelmed and children who need surgery and can't get it or if you get into a car accident uh, then there won't be nurses or beds there to help you that's in not a, what it's about though that's not the they recently uh, had no ambulances available yeah that's not that's not the story though the story is um, they're dangerous to the vaccinated. That's uh, the story. Another text, uh, shunning and excluding the unvaccinated isn't going to make them get the jab. It makes them question why it's being pushed so hard. If being vaxxed isn't a cure, shouldn't we still continue to be extra cautious? Exactly. Uh, oh. 416-870-8888. Go ahead. Hi, this is Sahel. Um, I don't think you guys could hear me before. I work for the Michael Guerin Hospital vaccine rollout. Nice, man. Um, I was just going to ask if I could... Uh, help answer Raj's question there please so what i from my understanding your question was that why are we not protecting the unvaxxed people from the vaccinated people since technically we can both spread the virus if that's correct right so the answer is that when you are vaccinated the chance of being symptomatic and having those symptoms being longer lasting and more intense as symptoms are more intense it's easier to spread the virus um, the chances of that happening is a lot lower. I get that. And especially when you're, yeah. So if you are around unvaccinated people, it's just basically um, statistics. We have 
something called R naught value, which is used for statistics um, in infections and in viruses, which basically states that if one person is infected, how many people on average will be infected from this person? So that value goes down if everyone around you is vaccinated. If you're vaccinated with the unvaccinated people, I mean, sorry, that value is, yeah, sorry, lower when you're, everyone is vaccinated. If you're vaccinated with unvaccinated people, which is a combination of people, that value goes a little bit higher. And if everyone is unvaccinated, that value is at its highest. Right, so, but, but you understand, my confusion is that the, the narrative at the beginning of all of this was we need to protect the vaccinated. Right. Okay, which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think that there's a better way to sort of frame this whole thing, and that may be part of the problem as to why people are so vaccine hesitant. I completely understand that. What I think that is, a lot of it is political and really trying to convince people to get vaccinated. Um, saying that we need to really putting you know an emphasis on protecting vaccinated people, making things easier for vaccinated people is really just an emphasis to try and get people to get vaccinated. At the end of the day, um, as what we're experiencing right now is we've vaccinated, I'd say 99% of the people that really want to get vaccinated. Yeah. Everyone else that isn't, it are people who are either hesitant or against it. And what they're really trying to do is try and convince them or push them into a group it is a little bit um i guess forced going to like a forceful kind of nature now yeah but all they're really trying to do is trying to force them to get vaccinated really i saw a number i heard a number the other day which was which was quite shocking which is not necessarily the vaccinated and unvaccinated it's the number of people who got their first but not their second Mm. what was that where where, where something changed Uh something changed after they got their first one where they they are way past due to get their second and they and they haven't so the reason for that i'd say 30 percent of it is uh, a lot of people who are sort of, you know, just here vaccine, they don't really know a lot, uh, which is actually quite common. They don't know that you actually need your second mm-hmm. um, to get your vaccine passport and to be fully protected. Yeah. The other bit is a large amount of people who got a reaction after the first dose, especially if it was a bad reaction, really do not want the second dose because they don't want to have that reaction again. They think, hey, you know what? If I'm going to get this reaction, I may as well take my chances with COVID. Gotcha. Yeah. What's your name again? Interesting. My name is Sahel. Oh, thank you so much for calling in, bro. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man. Thank thanks. you. I've been Later. listening to you guys since I was like eight years old. No, so. oh, you're, the, nice. you're the best, dude. Really appreciate yeah. you and and, uh, and all your work, man. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Serena P. from Bachelor in Paradise, also Canadian, by the way, found love in paradise. She connected on day one with grocery store Joe, and they were really the strongest couple on the beach. And then Joe proposed on the finale the other night, and, of course, Serena said yes. Serena P., welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Serena P., a.k.a. soon-to-be grocery store serena <laughs> yeah we're switching from serena p to serena a now i guess Good. So, okay, congratulations so- girl Thank you. Thank you so much. It feels so good for the secret to finally be out. Well, because that's the thing is that sometimes stuff, as you know, happens on these shows and the love behind it is left on set, basically. And then it sort of doesn't continue. So everything is cool with you and Joe, right? Like everything is still on track. Yes, everything is great. It's 
it's only gotten better since the show. Wow. So are you guys living together right now? We're not living together right now. Um, definitely plans for that in the spring. So his lease is up in the spring, and we're looking at Toronto, Chicago, and New York as a few options. Oh, wow. But Damn. Yeah, that's kind of the next step in the relationship. We've done things a little unconventionally, a little out of order. So I think, you know, we're engaged, we're excited, and we're also going to look into moving in together. So what was your, uh, the, the skill set that you have to have to keep this kind of stuff quiet uh, after wrapping a show like Bachelor in Paradise? Uh, what were some of the uh, more extreme moments where you guys had to, you know, either get together or communicate, but knew you had to keep it a secret? Like how, how skilled are you on deception? Oh, gosh. I mean, we did our best. <laughs> I think we did an okay job. Yeah. I mean, it's such exciting news. You want to share it with everyone in your life. And just because of the show and it not airing until later on, you can't. But I kept his name on my phone, like a bunch of just emojis in case anyone ever looked over. So I'm excited to finally change that to his actual <laughs> oh, name. Damn. And what be a, able to what? Go, go in public together and all that's going to be great. Just out of curiosity, what, what, uh, what emojis was Joe in your phone? I just put it as a bunch of produce. Oh, I got you. I would have figured that out, Savannah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Sooner or later. So, in the in the, the timeline of everything, based on what we saw the other night on the finale, when did things actually wrap up in real life? Like, how long did you guys have to keep this a secret that Joe proposed to you? in paradise and you said yes so it's been a couple months um our engagement date um so the day you saw was june 26th so it's just over three months now so over the course of summertime did you see anyone who then messaged you after watching the finale and be like girl how could you not tell me we just saw each other a few weeks ago Yes, definitely. I've definitely got a few of those text messages sitting on my phone right now. I got a text from um, Kit from my season last night. I I haven't responded to her yet, but she was she sent something along the lines of, bro, you are so sus. I can't <laughs> believe how shady you are. <laughs> uh, so well, I wanna, we want to talk about Kendall real quick, too. But, but, but before, we get to, before we get to that, um, oftentimes the, the proposal and the acceptance is almost at times good enough for people in this world of the Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, and it's when you start talking about things that are real that things start falling apart. Have you guys started actually talking about a wedding yet? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been conversations. I think a wedding for us is about a year or two away. I mean, we definitely want to live together first. Um, I mean, it really does feel like you're living together when you're in paradise, just because you are spending basically every waking moment together. But it's not the same as sharing a one bedroom apartment 24 seven with a person. So we're excited to kind of take that step. And then maybe in a year or so revisit the conversation of when we want to start planning a wedding. Uh, Serena P. from Bachelor in Paradise is on the Raza Mocha show. Is Grocery Store Joe, your fiancé, is he there right now? You know what? Grocery Store Joe just stepped out to go grab coffees. How um, convenient. He's not in the other room? He's not in the other room? Are you sure? He is not. I'm sorry. If he was, I would absolutely bring him on here to say hi. A lot of people are wondering whether your relationship could survive this sort of the, the, the Kendall wave. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that we survived it on the beach, you know, it's definitely in the past for us now. And we're looking forward and we're excited to 
share all of those moments together. And it was a tough time, but a really good test of our relationship and the strength of the relationship. And I think as much as it was uncomfortable and difficult, it it really only made us care about each other more. So, But you know as a fan of this show, because you were a fan of the show before you were on the show, you know as a fan of the show that those moments, like when the ex shows up and tries to screw everything up, like we oh. live for those moments, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the... As fans, as viewers, there's there's definitely an exciting, dramatic component to it. I <laughs> can imagine. That, well, the first time you saw Kendall show up on that beach, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Knowing you had already made a connection with Joe. You know what? I, I remember it so clearly because we were not paying attention. We were looking the other way when she came down. Um, and we were on one hour of sleep that day. So I don't even know what my first thought was. It was probably something that i can't say right now but just total shock. hulk smash <laughs> uh damn what do you want to say uh it's an actual just bachelor yeah, just in paradise question shock. yeah go ahead um kenny uh, showed up naked was he actually naked yeah. and was it worth looking at you know what i actually don't know if i'm not a- i'm allowed to disclose if he was naked or not but i mean there's definitely pictures out there posted of him in a speedo so do with that what you will so he was not naked is what you're saying i think running around the beach naked that would be a, a legal issue yeah <laughs> like like because it really is a workplace i mean i know it's bachelor in paradise but it really is like there's union people there right <laughs> that's workplace harassment yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Serena B, we are so happy for you and grocery store joe um thank you for always making time for us on the raza mocha show i uh, cannot wait to see how your your romance plays out and uh awaiting that wedding day thank you so much guys i love i love coming on here and chatting with you both so thanks for having and uh, you just let us know, and DJ Climax will uh, DJ your wedding. <laughs> All right, amazing. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Love you, girl. Take care. Bye. Have a good one. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm looking at these uh, promo shots for Kylie Jenner's new Halloween theme makeup line, the Freddy Krueger line that she did. Oh, okay. And so the photo shoot. What's that? Atrocious. No, 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 it's fine. But, the, oh. like, the photo shoot is, like, her. They sort of tried to replicate, like, a teenager's bedroom from, like, the Freddy Krueger movies. Okay. And she's sort of sitting, like, beside a bed, and then she's got, like, big cuts down her arms, and she's got oh. her arm, like, up on a TV, and the Freddy Krueger glove mm-hmm. is there. Scary. And But it's so funny. She just gets trash for everything she does. Not that she would ever care. But when she posted the first shot where she was, I guess, like, nude and with the glove and, like, there was blood everywhere and all this other stuff. Was she stuff. wearing the glove in this particular No, job? no, oh. no. It's just sitting there. Um, but she had captioned the post with, um, can you guess who we collaborated with this year for Halloween? And oh then God. when you start going through the replies. Oh, no. What? Because <laughs> everyone's a troll. Yeah, no. Like one of the replies is with the devil. But that was done a long time ago. Somebody else wrote, you should collab with Jesus. Oh, <laughs> that that would be something to be proud of. <laughs> oh, damn! Going in. Wow. Yeah, people got a big people got a big problem with stuff like that. But the pictures are great. I mean, you know, it's Kylie Jenner. It's, Ky- it's, Ky- it's Kylie Jenner. She's a billionaire. What are you gonna do? And there's like lots of VHS tapes. Like it's real '80s kitsch. Like the whole the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know from Kylie Jenner's makeup. Like I don't know whether it's good or not. I know people really did not like her bathing suits that she released a couple weeks ago. No, people they were going had a on TikTok saying a lot of problems with that. How the material was like super thin, and you yeah. could see everything, and it wasn't uh, sewn together properly. Like the yeah. stitching on it was coming out. Yeah, like there were a lot of videos yeah. on TikTok. And from, normally, I think people are a little too aggressive with their complaints with things. Sure, but the videos that I saw, like people were showing 
the stitching and like putting their hand behind yeah, the part yeah, that's yeah, supposed yeah. to cover the parts that you're not supposed to see when you're wearing a right. bikini and you could see like fingers behind it. Like the material was yeah. very, very thin. Yeah. Right? Like, but like apparently, I haven't seen anything like any complaints about her makeup line. At the beginning there was. No, no, I mean now, yeah. right? Like no, after, everything, after everything, time, everything Kylie right? Jenner launches, it launches as an absolute disaster first, yeah, yeah, right, and then it gets and then it gets better. Kylie, her makeup line was a disaster at the beginning. Yo, I an heard absolute her. disaster. The brushes were falling apart. Oh, were they? The makeup was coming crumbled and cracked. Like Kylie makeup was a disaster at the beginning, and then next thing you know, it's a billion dollar company, and 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 everybody's loving it. I heard that her mom now, Kris Jenner, yeah, is getting into the makeup line. Yeah, yeah, I think they and all she. I think the the mom like kind of oversees yeah the kylie beauty line well, yeah she's the godmother right so like you- she now like kylie jenner's makeup line was the blueprint bro so now chris jenner can be like all those mistakes yeah. i'm not gonna make with my own you, Russ, yeah well you wear makeup what do you look for in makeup um i look for i don't i don't i have no opinions on makeup i i like I the makeup I use is what covers the most with applying the least. Mm. That's what I like in makeup. I don't like, like the to most headspace. No, like the most uh, like flaws and imperfections and everything terrible that I've done to my body over the years. Mm. Like you have to cover all that stuff. But I don't like caked on makeup. When I first started wearing makeup, like mm-hmm. when when I was doing a TV show, HD just came in. Right where everybody was like, "Oh my God, HGTV, HG, HDTV," and the makeup world in television completely changed. They were like, "Oh my God, we can't have these uggos going on television <laughs> with conventional television makeup because they're all hideous." Yeah. So we have to figure out new ways. Uh-huh. And the new way was, and for about two years when I started working in television, mash in fondant no, on your face. They would airbrush you. No, they wouldn't. I would sit down in a what? makeup chair. I would sit down in a makeup chair and I would have like a plastic like um, shower cap on my head. Yeah. And they would have a big air compressor and they would put liquid foundation <laughs> in it and they would spray paint me. <laughs> what? <laughs> like they do to actors in Hollywood for like special effects? Yeah. How they did would you look? S- they would spray paint me. I look like a doll. <laughs> Well, right, Gor- I love, don't get me wrong, I look gorgeous, <laughs> uh, but I look like a doll. They would spray paint it on, and then put a powder on it, and then blow dry it so it's sealed. So you were like this, like it was a layer of face on top of your face. <laughs> it right? must have felt super uncomfortable. It's like I took the skin off somebody who had perfect skin, yeah. and cut it off, and then put it onto my face and stretched it so it fit perfectly. But when you're like on a TV set, right? Yeah, you're, you're filming for ET Canada. There's lights everywhere. There are. So what happens when it gets really hot and you start like sweating around like your forehead and stuff you would think that you would uh take some off but you don't you just add you must no. have got a lot of add you must have got a lot of acne no i didn't i got none but you they add every time you start to sweat they put more on more powder oh my god i'm telling you right now they just Seriously? add it's, it's like and, and then by the end of it i, I i'm like it's paste if only yeah, right? they had the kylie jenner stuff back then right tell me about it damn the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast i gotta play something for you real quick go um, this story takes place in Sterling Heights, Michigan, which is a county inside of Detroit. Okay. This area is like 30 minutes north of like downtown Detroit. Okay. Uh, the police pulled over a Buick that was speeding and all of this is caught on dash cam, right? 
and the police officer had their body cam on. So you can clearly, kind of clearly hear the interaction between the police officer and the 79-year-old gentleman that was behind the wheel. Yep. And the driver of the vehicle steps out of the car to speak to the police. And the driver of the vehicle is in distress. Oh. So the police is asking him, what's wrong? Yeah. So I'm going to play you the interaction. And I have to give a little bit of explanation if you can't really, really hear sure. Go. what's going on. What's going on tonight? Oh, I'll tell you, everything's going wrong. Oh, come on over here so we don't get hit. Uh, I'm, I know for I'm, now. I'm like almost 80 years, 79 sure. years old. And uh, my wife's real sick. And my son's mentally ill. Mom, I'm sorry to hear that. I really try to drive right. And I bought a television today because I wanted to make my wife happy, you know. And I can't get it hooked up. What did he say? So this 79-year-old, he's got a wife at home who's sick. Yeah. And he has a disabled child at home Okay. as well. Right. And he was in distress... Because he had bought a brand new television for his family. He wanted to make his wife happy. Right. So he bought a brand new television, a 50-inch flat screen. Yeah, that's a big deal. What he has at home originally is an old-school tube TV. Yeah. Zero experience with any of the newer tech TVs. Why would you? And yeah. he was trying his best to set the TV up, couldn't figure it out, didn't have the right cables. And was driving all around this county to like different stores to try to figure out which cables to get. And he's speeding all around, which is why he originally got stopped by the police. Right. So then the police proceeded to say, like, ask him more questions. He's like, I'm not tech savvy. I just want to get this TV set up for my family. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the police said, okay, give me your number. Yeah. When I'm done my shift, I'm going to swing by. If I can, I'm going to swing by. I'm going to see if I can figure this out with you. Right. So the man thanked the police officer, gave him the phone number. A few hours later, this police officer, along with two other police officers, showed up at his house. Oh, yeah? And again, they filmed the interaction. I can't play the audio because it's a little bit difficult to hear. But they're going through, like they set up the TV for him and they go through the steps with this guy and his family on how to use the television, how to use the remote. Right. Tell me what channel you like to watch. Okay, here, you press this button to get to this channel. They right. got the cables set up, got them all the right cables. Yeah. So it turned into like this huh. really nice story of yeah. these police officers helping this old guy out who was so upset because he was driving around town trying to figure out which cables to get for this new TV for his family because right. his wife is sick and he just wanted to make his wife happy. Right. He wanted to make her day. Right. And then you got to teach one old person how to use a brand new TV. And then an old person has to teach another old person how to use that know, brand new TV. Like those cops are going to be there for a week. I know. <laughs> well, I just found that. And I just thought it was like a real. Hope they got a spare bedroom. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I don't know how I missed this story from last week, but Uh-oh. I got to share it with you. Please. Just in case anybody else missed it as well. It's so stupid. Um, This guy in Turkey was in Turkey. Yeah. We're going to Turkey. We are. This guy in Turkey right. was out drinking with a bunch of friends, right? As you do. And like got wasted. Yeah. Ended up wandering into the woods. No idea why. He was drunk. Wasted. Yeah. Wasted. Um and didn't come out of the woods. Ever? So his friends and family called the cops. Yeah. 
because he'd been missing for so long. Yeah. We can't find this guy. We don't know where he is. So they set up this big search party. Yeah. And it included some of his friends who he went out drinking with. Right. Right. And a whole bunch of other people. So they're all searching in the whole, and around. The whole village. The entire village. Yeah. And they go into the woods and they're all searching. Right. Hundreds of people are searching yeah. for this guy. Then they start calling out his name. Yeah. Right. And then he replied, I'm here. I'm here. Right. Turns out he was also a part of the search party, but he was so drunk. He didn't know what was going on. So he just followed along or he was so out of it or clueless. Didn't know what happened. Didn't know what happened and saw all these people. Oh, my God, somebody's missing. And, Let me help. And, and started asking, like, some of the other people who didn't know who he was. Yeah, what are we doing who here? Who were just helping. What a, are we doing here? We are looking for this missing. person. Yeah. Right? So he's like, joins the search party. <laughs> of course. Good guy. And then all of a sudden, I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but yeah. all of a sudden, they, everyone starts chanting out his name. Yeah. And he hears his own name. And yeah. he's like, yo, fam, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would start to think that this was like some elaborate birthday party, right? Well, okay, guys, you got me. You got me. You got me. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been drunk enough for my friends to think that I've gone missing and then also join in on the search party to find myself. Like, I don't know. That's that like a, is next level that's, drunk. That's Turkish drunk is what that is. <laughs> you got some good stuff over there. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes. You ready? Of course. Oh, let's do the news. Woo. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney have settled the lawsuit that she launched uh, over uh, Black Widow and them dipping out on parts of the contract that she said that they owed her tons of money. This mm. was all because they released Black Widow simultaneously on streaming and in theaters. And she thought that that went against the parameters of her deal. Uh, Scarlett said in a statement, uh, I am happy to have resolved our differences with Disney. I'm incredibly proud of the work we've done together over the years and have greatly enjoyed my creative relationship with the team. I look forward to continuing our collaboration in years to come. Yeah, right. They ain't never working with her again. So Disney then released a statement saying, I'm very pleased that we've also come to a mutual yeah, agreement with Scarlett right. Johansson regarding Black Window. Widow, we appreciate her contributions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and look forward to working together on a number of upcoming projects including Disney's Tower of Terror. So oh, they are, working, they are working together. So the lawsuit, if you remember, she was looking for 50 mil. Yeah. Yeah, so she sued Disney for 50 mil, and lawyers just did what lawyers do, and they just go over the contracts. They just go over the contracts, and then the relationship, I guess, is still still fine. I thought for sure that was it for her career working with Disney. No, apparently not. That's just that's just contract stuff, right? It's like business. it's it's just business. Like they know she's a big star. She's Black Widow, and what else? What what is you know? What, what, let's say they settled for you know I don't know twenty two mil, right? What's twenty two million for Disney to Scarlett Johansson? Oh, they're going to pay her more than that to do a movie for them. Tower right? of Terror, apparently. Like this is basically they just paid Scarlett Johansson for one movie she didn't do. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it. Like, what's the problem in that? I guess I don't know, but that's an incredible amount wow. of money. That's like that's that's money I'll never see. So yeah. I can't relate. No, I hear right? you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Grey's Anatomy last night. I guess it was a season eighteen premiere. I didn't even know it was happening. Oh, really? Yeah, I missed it. I was just watching that stupid Squid Show on Netflix. Squid Game. Wow, Squid Game took you away from Grey's didn't, Anatomy. No, no, I didn't even know Grey's Anatomy was on. Oh. I would have probably watched Grey's Anatomy. Although, I don't know, after last season, that COVID season just really did it in for me. 
was nothing likable about it. So is this going to be the last season? We don't know yet. Uh, We don't know yet. It's looking like it would be. Um, But the big story from last night is Scott Speedman's character is back. So Scott Speedman showed up. in Yeah. So he showed up in 2018 as a character named Nick Marsh. And he was a transplant surgeon who then got sick at Grace Sloan. And Meredith sort of nursed him back to health as she does. And fans were like, oh, my God, Scott Speedman and or I guess Nick Marsh and Meredith Gray need to get together. Mm. And fans really wanted this. And oftentimes when fans campaign for something, it never happens, right? Because writers just know better than fans for the most part. Like fan, you can do all the stuff as a fan you want. Rarely is it going to happen. Uh, but they brought him back and it's looking like he's going to be the new love interest for Meredith Gray this season. Oh, so the fans win. The fans Finally. win. Yeah. After all these years. Yeah, after, exactly. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Brittany celebrated her uh, and to her father being in charge of her life with a series of topless and nude photos on Instagram yesterday. What? She's down in, uh, I don't know what island she is, but it looks beautiful. She's down there with her fiance. Love Island. And uh, she just wrote a beautiful day here in paradise celebrating. And it was her in the water with her hands on her boobs and then a couple others on a balcony, just like fully nude, like just living life, right? Free Brittany. Free. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Oh, uh, Super Bowl 2022's halftime show was announced. Uh, Jay-Z was put in charge. Jay-Z and Rock Nation were put in charge of the uh, Super Bowl halftime show uh, a few years ago. And the lineup is uh, this. Um, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre. Amazing. That's the lineup for your Super Bowl halftime show. How do you feel about that? A lot of nostalgia in there. Yeah. Uh, Collectively, they've got way more songs in their catalog that everyone would know than they'd be able to perform. So I think right. it's, I think it'll just be a jam packed show full of hits. Yeah. And, um, I'm happy. I'm this little, like, that's my, that's my realm. So let me I'm ask, really so let me this. ask you this question now. Yeah. And I know that they have their own sort of visions from a production standpoint. Yeah. But when it comes to something like the Super Bowl halftime show, yeah. Do they start the halftime show with lose yourself or do they end the halftime show with Lose Yourself? Hmm. I, if I may, they're going to 100% end it with Lose Yourself. You think they're going to 100% have to end, end it? With, yeah, you have to. Yeah? And in fact, don't be surprised if Lose Yourself or music from one of the performers ends up being part of the Super Bowl package and the commercials oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Mary J, Snoop. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Dre. And that isn't even like whatever special surprise guests may come no, out, right? No, this is the this is the announced lineup. Uh-huh. Yeah, because each one of them, each one of those artists have worked with so many other artists. Yeah, you want to hear Katy Perry react to this news? Oh, did she? Yeah. Yeah. So Katy Perry was the halftime show when? How many years ago was that now? That was... Why, she got beef with them? No. Uh, I don't know. Well, here, let's hear Katy Perry first. Oh my gosh. No advice. Um, I'm just so like excited to watch. Uh, I love Snoop, of course. Um, he was so great to me for California Girls. And Kendrick Lamar, I think, is just a living legend. And it, it was a lot. It was a lot of people. So it's like, guys, we got 12 minutes. You know, let's divide it. <laughs> Who's going to do what? Are you going to let them borrow your left shark? Oh, they don't need anything from me. They're good. They are good. Yeah, so uh, Katy Perry 2015 is when she was the uh, musical guest. And then after that was Coldplay, Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, Maroon 5 in 2019. And then in 2020, it was uh, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. And, of course, last year was The weekend. Yeah, love it. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
you see that uh, Eminem was uh, actually serving people at his mom's spaghetti restaurant? I saw that. He was at the window, at the takeout window. Mm-hmm. What's that more? He didn't look happy. <laughs> That's Eminem, though. That's his persona. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if you saw the news footage, but yeah. people had lined up down the block, around the block, and I think they, they said that the first person, the first two people in line, this couple, had been waiting there since 8.30 in the morning for yeah. them to open. Yeah. And then Eminem showed up at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. He Isn't only served crazy? 10 people. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? But he was at the window, handing people food. Of course. And again, um, as far as the uh, the menu goes for uh, Eminem's uh, restaurant, Mom's Spaghetti, it's uh, on the menu is uh, Mom's Spaghetti, which is a... And it comes in like a takeout container, like one of the Chinese restaurant-looking ones, yeah. like the big, tall ones. Um, so it's uh, 9 bucks, and then Mom's Spaghetti with meatballs, 12 bucks, and then mm. a Spaghetti Sandwich is uh, uh, spaghetti on white bread. So for, no other uh, things, like no salads or anything? No, I think that that's it. I He's think got it's room only... for salad. Yeah. And you got... <laughs> You don't make friends with salad. 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 We all know that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that was kind of cool to see. Also, uh, Eminem, part of that massive Super Bowl halftime show oh, that was so announced. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Mary J, Snoop, and uh, Dr. Dre will take the stage on uh, when the Super Bowl returns to uh, Southern California um, on you know uh, Feb 13th, 2022. To think. Like, such an incredible lineup because every single one of those artists have songs with each other. Yes, so, like, the playlist yes, yes, right. that they're going to have to put together for this show. In 12 minutes. In 12. Like, how are you going to narrow everything down? On top of that, each one of those artists have classic records with other artists. Yeah. Yeah, right? I don't so know. So, how are you going to choose which special guest you're going to bring out onto that Super Bowl stage? Maybe it's... Little Kim's going to show up. <sighs> God, I haven't seen Lil, Lil Kim, Kim in forever. Who does she have a song with? Mary J. Which one? Which one Lil Kim, Mary J. Song? I can't love you. Oh, look at more. Look no, on the internet right now. Yeah, they're not going to perform. I only that. know this because Matthew sings that song because he's trying to learn the breakdown part in it every day. Oh, oh no, they're so. not going to. No, that's not a big enough hit. For the record, it's called "I Can Love You." Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just used to saying "can't." <laughs> I was say. <laughs> I love he's like Matthew. Matthew. Matthew, you can't sing. Yeah, this is this is when Maury finds out that Matthew walks around the house singing a song called "I Can't Love You." Just <laughs> you know, you know I mean? like, throwing the hints. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, Maury. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Toronto hammers Baltimore. Twelve four. Oh, destroyed. To. Uh, sweep their regular season-ending series yesterday. And they need... It's one of these things, man, where it all came down to the last day. Like, you play 162 games, and it comes down to the last day with three teams, mm-hmm. and they're all playing on the same day, basically at the same time. Mm-hmm. What madness is this? Uh, so they needed uh, a loss from either Boston or New York, and for, like, a half hour, things were looking real good for the Jays. Oh, they yeah? just won 12-4, crushed like crushed. It was amazing. It was a great game. And then it all went to hell. Uh Yankees won by one run in a one nothing game. Oh, and then the worst. and then Boston came back to beat uh the Nationals 7-5. Um oh, it was I an emotional day, man. I watched that game too. It was yeah. a home run in the top of the ninth. Crazy. Two run homer. Oh man. I know. Um, here is uh, here's Bo Bichette of your uh, your Toronto Blue Jays. You know, we held the cards, you know, pretty late in the season. So we had our opportunities and, you know, we didn't get it done. So, uh, 
like I said, we'll just learn from it and come back next year ready to go. What a stacked team, though. My mm-hmm. God. Uh, yeah, so the, the deal was they had three homes, 91 wins. Um, they got a Cy Young candidate on the squad. Um, Sportsnet's, uh, Sportsnet analyst Joe Sadal uh, really summed everything up, the sort of way that I'm sure the team felt and everybody else who's watched and loved this team and tried our best to even wrap our heads around the fact that they were still able to do what they were able to do given the circumstances and uh, everything that was stacked against them all year. Wow, this team provides a heck of a ride. And Charlotte Montoya has been talking about it, what they've been through, the three cities. I get emotional thinking about it. The, um, the path they took. Yeah. And we're close to this team because we're here every day. We follow them every day. And it's, it's remarkable to think that they went basically without a home for most of the season. They get home, and this is what they get in return. Yeah. 30,000 people yeah. and an entire country behind them. It I can't was, do much but congratulate the Blue Jays on a season, and there is only better things to come. These are a lot of young players, and we can look back at a lot of things throughout the course of the season and why you came up one game short. That's easy to do. But today's not the day for that. There yeah. are so many things that went very, very well for this team, and I believe this front office has sent a message to Blue Jays fans. They are going to be in it to win it every year. Oof. There you go. He's not wrong, though. Strong team. No, he's not. Uh, but that sucks. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Tom Brady, on the other hand, yesterday did get it done. So Brady now with Tampa Bay was back in New England to play the play the Patriots yesterday. Mm. Uh, so not only did they win, but Tom Brady also during that game passed Drew Brees to become the NFL's leader in passing yards. He broke that wow. record during wow. that game. And now Tom Brady is one of, I think, four. I think it's Brett Favre, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning as the only quarterbacks to have beat all 32 teams in the NFL. How old is he? He's like 40. Yeah, he's, like yeah, but he's still got 25 years left in him, I think, right? That guy, he's a machine. <laughs> I he know. He really it's is. It's so wild watching Tom Brady. But, uh, but yeah, no, he got it done yesterday, man. And uh, they gave him like a huge ovation and people were loving him and, and everything else. He so, did so much for New England. Yeah. No, no, it was uh, really cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, Damon Mori, come on in here for a second. Explain to me what's going on with Seinfeld on Netflix and why people are real upset about oh it. So what happened? So the aspect ratio was off. So originally when Seinfeld debuted, it was in what they call four by three, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is back when our TVs were square. Okay. And that's how all the shows looked. Mm-hmm. And now we have what they call 16 by nine, which is more that sort of like movie theater, right? Widescreen version. That's but what all our TVs are now. Even when you watch it on normal, like a normal channel and they fill the screen with it, it looks fine. So, but they did something on Netflix where the earlier episodes, like I tried watching from the beginning, the pilot, yes. and oh my god, it's like zoomed so much in, it's unwatchable. Because right. it's zoomed so much in, it's blurry. Right, and, oh. and they're saying that you miss some of the jokes because they're zooming. So this was a technique, and I haven't seen this, so I, I don't know if it is, but this was a ta- technique years ago uh, that used to be called pan and scan, okay? Which you would take something that was done in reverse, okay? So you would take something that 
that was shot in like widescreen. Mm-hmm. And when they put it on television, instead of putting like black bars on top and bottom, what they would do was zoom in and then actually move around for things to oh, make God, it fit no. to a square Gross. television. That's the way. Oh, so whenever like whenever like network television used to play these big movies on TV, mm-hmm. it was always like that. They would never keep the aspect ratio the same. They would always just zoom in. And so what they've done on Seinfeld, if I understand this correctly, is they've done the reverse of that where they've sort of like stretched it out and zoomed in to sort of fill the screen, but you're missing jokes. They're referring to stuff that is like on the other side of a room. Oh, and you're not but seeing it's it. Gone. Yeah, and because plus, of the way they it's so zoomed, zoomed in, you're in. missing oh. half of Jerry's head. Right. Like you're missing his top oh. of his head. Yeah. Yeah, it's really wild. People are real pissed off because I know that they've been so, waiting a long time for yeah. Seinfeld on Netflix. Have they, have they, has anyone... They did this with the... Uh, Disney Plus apparently did that with The Simpsons too in the first couple but of seasons. Did anyone is, say anything? No, because here's the thing. Seinfeld went on Netflix on Friday. Yeah. So somebody at Netflix would check their email today and probably get to it. No, yeah, man, they had to have known. No, <laughs> like that's no Friday, way. now it's Monday. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, iconic author Robert Munch love this guy beloved Canadian author Um, he did an interview with Sheila Rogers on CBC talking about how he has dementia do you know Robert Munch you guys have Robert Munch books at home we within the past three weeks just started reading Robert Munch my four year old loves these stories which Mortimer no so the the two that we're going through right now he he just loves going between the two yeah one is called, uh, I think it's called More Pies. Yeah. It's about a little kid named Samuel <laughs> yeah. who's just like starving all the time, no matter yeah. how much food he eats. And then he enters this pie eating contest and he just keeps eating, eating, eating. Yeah. And then the other one's called Zoom yeah. about a uh, little girl named Loretta who is in a wheelchair and she needs a new wheelchair. And every wheelchair she tests rides isn't fast enough. Right. She wants an electronic one, a motorized one that goes super fast. She gets like the fastest one in the store. Right. And it's still not fast enough for her. Don't forget I love you forever. I love yeah, I love you forever, paper egg princess. Um Mortimer is my favorite. Mm. Mortimer is like rang uh what is it was it clang clang rattle bang bang and a bang on my drama. Yeah that one. Aww. Um Mortimer is the Mortimer um, I loved reading that one to uh, to Rox, but uh, Robert Munch diagnosed with um, dementia, and um, this is him talking about it for the very first time uh, with his interview with uh, Sheila Rogers on CBC. Well, I have ongoing dementia. <laughs> um, I can't drive. I can't ride a bicycle. I can't can't write. So it's been whittling, whittling away on who I thought I was. Well, I already knew I was dealing with something, and it was a relief to get it in black and white. But, um, oh, I don't like it, but, I mean, that's in the cards that you get. <laughs> now, if I were God in charge of the world, I would make it illegal. The ongoing progress of the, the disease is a pain. It's, I, 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 I worry about what, what I'll be in a year. Will, will I be a turnip in a bed in a year? <laughs> my, my, my eyes are going, and I'm not going to be able to read pretty soon. And my thoughts are going. I, I, for the first time ever, I didn't recognize somebody next door. I'm going to end up in a some dementia ward someplace. <laughs> but happily, I won't know about it. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Remember when Maury read, um, didn't you guys do a bedtime with the Damons, Maury? Yeah, Where you sorry. Love that's you just like, I think it's all of our jobs now to remember mm. the stories for him. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah, remember when Maury did the "I Love You Forever" oh, with because yeah. uh, we did bedtime with the Damons, which is Maury and his husband Damon Matthew, and they would used to read each other bedtime stories and record it. And a lot of times they would just fight over the morals of the stories and everything else. But when you guys did "I Love You Forever," like you you bawled, right? Wasn't that? Wasn't I can't I love get you forever? through. Yeah, I can't get through this book right without crying. It's just the most beautiful story ever. It was "I Love You Forever," and then the other one was "Goodnight Moon" that you that you cried all the way through, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, but "I Love You Forever" is it unbelievably heartbreaking story i'll love you forever oh, i'll like you for always as long as i'm living my baby you'll be <laughs> Classic joint. i know listen what a talented man i'll what love you forever i'll like you for always as long as i'm living my baby you'll be ah <laughs> uh, robert munch we love you man the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So after the season uh, five finale of Billions last night, it was announced that Damian Lewis will not be back on the show hmm. uh, for season six. Um, showrunner uh, Brian Koppelman uh, took to Twitter to say, what an incredible joy to have spent five years working so closely with Damian Lewis. Um, if you remember, Damian Lewis's wife had been going through cancer for quite a while. She passed away in April, so he had been flying back and forth uh, to do the show. Between and to the, the U.S. UK, and the UK. UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to uh, be with her. He said, uh, Damian's time as a regular on Billions has come to an end. Uh, the guy delivered for us in such an incredible way uh, what he did in making Bobby the Axelrod, an icon, is really remarkable. Um, knowing, hold on here, I don't want to screw this up. Uh, man, my computer just froze. Anyway, uh, Billion Season 6 is set to uh, start on January 23rd. So Already? They, yeah, they will be. Yeah, because what aired now was the remainder of Season 5. So oh, they did a split season. Yeah, well, no, because they had, they shut, they shut, Season 5 got cut because of COVID. Right. So oh, when they were right. allowed to go back, they had to finish off season five. So yes. they've, what they've been shooting now is season six. Mm. So there's no Bobby Axelrod. This is in, one of those shows uh, in, where in season six they film and then they try to they get some of the episodes out while they're still filming that. current no, season. No, right? no, no. It only because of covid. It's only because of COVID. Only because of oh. COVID. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why that happened. Oh. Was uh, was so because no of Damian COVID. Lewis, huh? No Damian Lewis. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lizzo's getting a lot of heat online. So a video surfaced from Lizzo backstage at the Millennium Tour in Los Angeles where she walks up to Chris Brown and says to Chris Brown that he is her favorite person in the whole effing world. Mm. And a lot of people were like, Lizzo, we got your back on a lot of stuff, but it ain't it with Chris Brown after the numerous assault charges, of course, the felony charge against uh, Rihanna. And then most recently in 2019, um, accused of uh, rape. So she walked up and she like hugs him and there's a picture taking all this stuff. And so that's why Lizzo's taking a lot of heat today was because it was a video of her telling Chris Brown that he was her favorite person. Oh, wow. So that's why uh, Lizzo was trending all morning. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Britney Spears is addressing the fans and the hashtag Free Britney movement and sharing her thanks on uh, Twitter and then on Insta. Uh, she wrote that she had no words, saying, uh, because of you guys and your constant uh, resilience in freeing me from my conservatorship, my life is now in that direction. I cried last night for two hours because my fans are the best and I know it. I feel your hearts and you feel mine. That much I know is true. Uh, her next hearing to find out if the whole thing is going to be dismantled um, happens November 12th. Uh, Britt previously addressed her fans, um, writing, I've waited uh, 13 years and counting for my freedom. Again, team hashtag free Britney you guys effing 
kiss ass. I think she meant to write kick ass, but she uh, wrote kiss ass, uh, which which is, not, which is the exact kind of mistake I would make. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys what, kiss ass. Yeah, when trying to compliment and somebody. Like, and then everyone's like writing about it. You're yeah. like, oh, I can't go I in can't, and edit now. No, I can't. <laughs> that pain. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So on the uh, red carpet last night for the tender bar with George Clooney and Ben Affleck, a lot of Batman talk happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I guess. Yeah. So first, let's start with uh, Clooney talking to Variety uh, about the Flash is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Flash is when the story was that uh, they were going to get Ben Affleck and get um, Michael Keaton and have sort of all these Batmans in the Flash and sort of like a multiverse kind of thing. Yeah, the Batman uh, Yes. And people were wondering, well, what about like, what about Clooney's Batman? What happened to Clooney's Batman? Ooh. So this is uh, George and Amal uh, talking to Variety about his Batman. We then reunite after Argo, though. It took you a few years. Yeah, Why did it take so long? Well, I didn't want to work with him, you know, obviously, for all the obvious reasons, because he screwed up the Batman franchise that, I, that I'd made so solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. So does that mean The Flash hasn't asked you to be in? Well, you know, the, the, the truth is I, I had no, I didn't want to do it. Oh, wow. No, they didn't ask me. You know, when you destroy a franchise the way I did, oh, no. usually they kind of, they don't, they look the other way when The Flash did comes by. the best nipples, though? I did have great nipples. Like it was like, it was winter all the time with me in that. Movie. He won't let me watch it. No, he won't let you watch it. There's certain films I just go. I, I'm afraid I got to. Uh, I want my wife to have some respect for me. <laughs> okay. All so right funny. then. Uh, so we know Michael Keaton um, is going to be Batman, but I don't know if. Uh, it was really like a hundred, hundred percent confirmed that Ben Affleck uh, was going to show up in the mm-hmm. Flash as well, or what his role would be if he if he did show up. So here's Ben Affleck on the uh, on the same red carpet. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm probably under some um, gag order. I'm not even aware of. That's I probably just violated and I'm now going to be sued. But it was lovely. It was really a, a really nice a way to revisit that as the. A prior experience had been uh, difficult. Oh, so confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> oh, no. You weren't supposed to say anything, Ben Affleck. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. That's what you're going to get. Uh, but yeah, so that Flash movie's looking like it's going to be great now. All right. Jeez. I'm interested. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The uh, young star of uh, Squid Game, the female lead. I don't remember what her character's name in the show. Her name in real life is uh, Ho Young Jung. And she is so incredibly popular from that show mm-hmm. so let me just sort of go through her stats she was already kind of big in south korea okay right? kind of big in south korea so when squid game launched three weeks ago she had four hundred thousand followers on instagram okay in the three weeks that squid game has been available on netflix she went from four hundred thousand followers to 13.2 million Oh, man. In three weeks. Yo, that is a lot Bruh. of pressure to keep posting. <laughs> right? I mean, not like, not, yeah, like 400,000 is still a lot of pressure. Like, uh-huh. you know, you got a big platform. You got to watch what you say. But 13 million? 13.2 million. She gained That's almost, stress. She gained almost 13 million followers in three weeks from like, Squid Game. <laughs> Could you? Your like, phone would run out of batteries. Uh-huh. You have to turn notifications off uh, completely. Your off. phone would run and out you can't of batteries. Check your DMs. Like no, you just you couldn't do anything. It's it's unusable at and that you point. Would always second guess 
what you're about to post. Yes. To see if it's going to hit. Like, you're going to think about all these new followers who maybe haven't gone through and scroll through your history. You know when you get a notification that you get a new follower? Yeah. I turned that off long ago. Oh, right? okay. I just don't like notifications popping up. Yeah. But could you imagine what it would have looked like on her phone had she had notifications turned on for new followers? Oh, it would just be endless. It would be endless. Like, the phone would never the shut entire, up. You'd have to... Keep your phone plugged in yeah. all day. Oh, you couldn't unplug it. You would just die immediately. Yeah. Like absolutely. you would overwhelm the entire system. That's why I think people like, you know, people like Selena Gomez, people like The Rock, yeah. Kylie Jenner, yeah. Kim Kardashian, yeah. they have to have notifications turned off. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you hear that new Selena Gomez um, uh, Coldplay song? No. They have a song together? Yeah, they're doing a song together. Oh. It's called uh, Let Somebody Go. Let Somebody Go. Let Somebody somebody Go. go. Let Somebody Go. Let Let Somebody Go. go. Is that how it is? Yeah. When you call the mathematicians and ask them to explain, they say love is only equal to the pain. Oh, yeah. My dad's going to be super excited. Shout out to all the mathematicians out there. That's the line. Listen. Ah, yeah. Shout out. Selena Gomez is an interesting one because she's not the best singer out of her sort of peer group. Yeah. But the reason I love Selena Gomez probably more than most is that when Selena Gomez sings, it sounds the same way as Selena Gomez talks. Mm -hmm. Like you hear her speaking voice and her singing voice, which when everything is just so generated through the algorithm and through auto-tune, you lose that. Yeah. But Selena Gomez never loses that. She always sounds like Selena Gomez. I love Selena Gomez. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a good song. I'm yeah, interested. I like it a lot. When you call the mathematicians and ask them to explain, they say love is only equal That's pretty. To I like it a lot. When's that out? Uh, the, uh, October 15th. Album. Oh, next week. October 15th, yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram and everything else was down yesterday. Now, the uh, official reason is uh, speculation suggested that the issue is caused by a domain name system issue. Oh, this classic. is based on the DNS is like the Internet's phone book, they say. It's like uh, it links the URLs and host names to your browser's address mm-hmm. bar uh, to the correct IP addresses where websites and web pages are hosted. And that when there was the issue of why everything uh, Couldn't they just went, unplug the machine, plug it back in? Went down. I'm sure they tried that. It usually the, works when my Internet's down. The conspiracy theory is, however, that um, it was a forced crash to take attention away from the whistleblower interview that went down on 60 Minutes on Sunday night with a former uh, product manager hired to help protect against election interference um, at Facebook, a woman by the name of Frances Hagan, who today is testifying in front of Congress on on everything. This brings more attention to her. I know, but what I'm saying is that well, yeah, people. But when you now search for Facebook, what you get is Facebook is down, as 
opposed to Frances Hagen's interview that she did with 60 Minutes oh, on Sunday night. Right. Um, not saying that that's what happened, but the, the the coincidence is just a little a little too a little too tight. Um, so here's some of the 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 interviews that she did um, with 60 Minutes on Sunday. Uh, the first clip here is Frances, who is talking about how uh, Facebook manipulated their algorithm to put the worst of the worst at the top. Haugen told us the root of Facebook's problem is in a change that it made in 2018 to its algorithms, the programming that decides what you see on your Facebook newsfeed. So, you know, you have your phone. You might see only 100 pieces of content if you sit and scroll off for, you know, five minutes. But Facebook has thousands of options it could show you. And one of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out that content today is it is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. Misinformation, angry content is enticing to people and keeps them on the platform. Yes. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site They'll click on less ads. They'll make less money. Oh, so, damn. so she's also sought uh, federal whistleblower protection with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So how does this all play out? Because if you remember during the last couple of elections in the States, it seemed like everybody just got a little bit more vicious. Mm-hmm. And Not what, a little bit, a lot. But I mean, as far as the parties go and as mm-hmm. far as the people running go, like there was a there there was no if, you know, if they go low, we go high. Yeah. Everybody was down in the mud. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, and you listen to this clip, is because the people running those political campaigns knew that that was the only way to get any action on Facebook. Listen to this. One of the most shocking pieces of information that I brought out of Facebook um, that I think is essential to this disclosure is Political parties have been quoted in Facebook's own research saying, we know you changed how you pick out the content that goes in the home feed. And now if we don't publish angry, hateful, polarizing, divisive content, crickets. We don't get anything. And we don't like this. We even know our constituents don't like this. But if we don't do these stories, we don't get distributed. And so it used to be that we did very little of it. And now now we have to do a lot of it because we have jobs to do. And if we don't get traffic and engagement, we'll lose our jobs. Oh, damn. Right. So it's also a way to keep people on the app. So Facebook knew uh, what they were doing. And they also knew because the politicians and the political parties had told them, we know that you guys do this. We don't want to have to get that negative and that dirty and that gross, but we can't lose our jobs. Mm-hmm. So we now have to produce the kind of content that is vulgar, dirty, gross in order for it to even get seen. So Facebook totally dictating. So they know, mm-hmm. they know. Uh, but again, um, Francis Hagan is uh, testifying today in front of Congress about all of this just one day after everything went down, which is crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So yesterday in uh, Washington, D.C., the Facebook whistleblower, Francis Hagan, she was the one that was on 60 Minutes on Sunday who released those documents and then outed herself and then sought uh, protection the, under the Whistleblower Act. 
And a couple of things came out that were a little bit different from what she had said to 60 Minutes. And one of the things is that um, Facebook has always, and when I say Facebook, I mean Facebook and Instagram, right? Okay. So that's why I know people are like, who uses Facebook? But it's Facebook, Instagram, and everything else under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the feed and what they sort of force feed you. So this is a little bit of her testimony on the manipulation practices. Because Facebook knows that when they pick out their, the content that we focus on using computers, we spend more time on their platform, they make more money. Um, the dangers of engagement-based ranking are that Facebook knows that content that elicits an extreme reaction from you is more likely to get a click, a comment, or reshare. And it's interesting because those clicks and comments and reshares aren't even necessarily for your benefit It's because they know that other people will produce more content if they get the likes and comments and reshares. They prioritize content in your feed so that you will give little hits of dopamine to your friends so they will create more content. And then the problem that all social media platforms are facing and facing together is you can't let your customers age out you always have to be on the lookout for new customers and do you remember like zuckerberg was working on like facebook junior or instagram junior or something like that yeah, and, and yeah, then they yeah. had to put that on hold uh so here is uh francis hagen talking about uh, recruiting younger users facebook understands that if they want to continue to grow they have to find new users they have to make sure that that the next generation is just as engaged with instagram as the current one Um, And the way they'll do that is by making sure that children establish habits before they have good self-regulation. By hooking kids. By hooking kids. Kids kids who are bullied on Instagram, the bullying follows them home. It follows them into their bedrooms. The last thing they see before they go to bed at night is someone being cruel to them. Or the first thing they see in the morning is someone being cruel to them. Mm. Kids are learning that their own friends, like people who they care about them, are cruel to them. Like, think about how that's going to impact their domestic relationships when they become 20-somethings or 30-somethings, to believe that people who care about you are mean to you. Um, Facebook knows that parents today, because they didn't experience these things, they never experienced this addictive experience with a piece of technology, they give their children bad advice. They say things like, why don't you just stop using it? Mm -hmm. And so that Facebook's own research is aware that children express feelings of loneliness and struggling with these things because they can't even get support from their own parents. Yo, that right there, yep. everything she just said, yep. it breaks my heart. It makes me so sad. It should. So Zuckerberg oh, commented yesterday saying that uh, talking about the false picture of the company that is being painted. He goes on to say, we are deep. We care deeply about issues like safety, well-being and mental health. He goes on to say it's difficult to see coverage that misrepresents our work and our motives. He goes on. Uh, Many of the claims don't make any sense. If we wanted to ignore research, why would we create an industry leading research program uh, to understand these important issues in the first place? Of course, many industries such as Big Tobacco, funded studies, as we know, revealing the harmful effects of their products without substantially altering those products in response. Um, that's, the, that's basically what this is, is that when Big Tobacco was the problem, all the research that they would come out with saying, hey, listen, there's no problem and cigarettes don't hurt people, all that research was all funded by the tobacco companies. And that's exactly what Facebook is doing, is that they're funding their own research. To make them look good. Yes, and when you look at the numbers of tobacco users who uh, die or have 
incredibly terrible effects from using that product, the numbers of people that suffer consequences from tobacco are lower than the number of people that suffer consequences from social media, things mm-hmm. like Facebook and Instagram. So, so that's their problem. That's their problem. And, uh, and, and, and I, don't know, I don't know what you do about it. How do you fix it? How do you fix it? Or Sorry, not you as in. How do you fix it? Facebook, yeah. how do you fix it? How do you fix it? Oh, so sad. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. I got some interesting questions to get through on the podcast today, Roz. Yes. Hello, Matthew. Welcome back. Uh, your name, Matthew James, looks very familiar. I think we've had you on the podcast before. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. buddy. Um, what is your question for the room? Uh, so my question is, what is the sexiest Halloween costume you think someone else on the show can pull off? Oh, the sexiest oh. Halloween costume that before, somebody on the show could pull off. Before we answer, I want to know what your answer is, Math, Matthew. <laughs> like, knowing the show, you've been listening for a while, knowing our personalities, uh, I, assume, I assume you know what we look like. What is your answer? Uh, so, for Roth and Mocha, I would, uh, my girlfriend and I were thinking that you guys went as Maverick and Goose from Top Gun. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. Um, well, I, now, now, are, scene or yeah, like are you, are you talking? Yeah, are you talking flight suits or are you talking uh, jeans on a beach? <laughs> the volley, volleyball scene. All right, sure. jeans okay. on a beach. That's I got gotcha. you. That's the only costume. That's the only one I was yeah, thinking of. That's it. Okay. Um, then we we're thinking Shem could do a Phantom of the Opera thing, like sexy uh, Phantom of the Opera. Well, like part of Shem's sexiness is that voice. So if he's the Phantom. Then he's got that voice to back it up. Okay, so you would have the mask, but what else is Shem wearing? Just like a like a thong or something, <laughs> and a cape, and a, and a cape, or a thong. No, but you said you said sexy though. Oh, yes. It's not what costume; it's what sexy costume. So if Shem's going to be sexy Phantom, what does sexy Phantom look like? Like I imagine you have a cape and the mask, yeah. But like Guan and underneath has to be like a thong and high boots, right? Not one underneath. Good, <laughs> yeah. Let me show you. But you know what I mean, right? Like the other only, half of the mask. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe you have a maybe you have a big mask up top and a little or two big masks. Or two big masks. I don't know. But you know, but you know that the mask only covers half of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay, so Shem would be um, sexy phantom, and what about Damon Mori? Tough one. Um, well, he's got. I, I know he's probably thinking of his mermaid outfit. No, I wasn't. No, what were you thinking of, Maury? Oh, Spider Man. I've because sexy Spider Man. No, there are se- in the gay world. There's Instagram accounts you can follow where guys dress up in the Spider Man costumes, like with muscles and stuff. Right. And they like it's very sexy. So I'm wondering if I could pull that off. You think that you could? You that tight spandex around that belly, bro? <laughs> Come on bro. now. You would look like the guy at the state fair that they fired out of a cannon. You know what I mean? Like, like the guy who's been doing it a little too long. You know, got no vertebrae left. Um, so you think sexy Spider-Man? Um, but damn it, Maury, what were you thinking for Maury, Matthew? Um, well, I, I would. We'd have to go with the mermaid. I mean, that's or like Pillsbury Doughboy. I've done that. Sexy mermaid, he said, or Pillsbury Doughboy. So if Maury was the pills of sexy Pillsbury Doughboy, like he would have the chef hat on and then just like nothing, right? Like well, you, no, you, I would you paint just, my skin white. And then you could put things inside like an empty roll of like Pillsbury cookie, like one of those, like the 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 the, the, <laughs> the cardboard container that like the Pillsbury cookies come in, right? What would you put in there? What do you think I would put in there? Oh, well, yeah. 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 You would use it. Yeah. And then you'd have to hit it on the counter to open it like you do with cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Oh, no. Yeah. Why not? Right? Um, I could picture Roz as being like a sexy Zorro. 
Sexy Zorro. Uh-huh. Similar to Shem, where you're just wearing the mask. Yeah. You're wearing the black hat. You're right. wearing the cape. Yeah. And nothing else. No, right. I'd say Roz would be sexy construction worker. Sexy. So, like, we're just like a high Like the guys in the Lady and, Gaga music video where it's, like, you know, greased up bodies and just those boots. So, like, the village person. <laughs> but hotter. Right. Hotter than that. That's a tall, tall order. Um, and you're, like, slinging a, a, what do you call it, an axe behind you? An axe! <laughs> I'm a construction worker! They had axes in the music video. Oh, yeah, that's you poor. a lumberjack. That's, like that's... I said, you want him to be a sexy lumberjack. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it's Whatever. You're wearing the boots and nothing else. So just boots. And short shorts. A boots and an axe. That does not sound safe. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound safe. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. I always, my favorite sexy costumes, because we've talked about this over the years, I'm always like, I always find it weird when somebody tries to make something that is in no way ever to be considered sexy. Like when you see like a sexy deer costume, you know what I mean? I'm like, why you got to make a deer sexy, mm-hmm. right? Deers aren't supposed to be sexy. Um, uh, Maury would be sexy baby, <laughs> <laughs> like a New Year's baby. Oh, Not, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, like, like before they drop the baby fat. Yeah, like <laughs> like sexy sexy baby. So like in a diaper and stuff like that, right? Um, I think you could go for that. I think that Shem, I'm with you that Shem could pull off Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. I think that you could definitely be sexy Phantom of the Opera. Well, thank you. Um, I think Mocha could easily easily be. Like sexy, and don't take this the wrong way, okay? What? But, I, but I think you could easily be like sexy nerd. And when I when I say this, I mean this like with all my heart, which I think that you could pull off where you would have like, let's say that you um, had on a pair of khakis, right? Mm-hmm. But like the khakis were like super tight, right? Okay. And then what you kept in your pockets of the khakis were all sort of like things that you could hand out to people, and they would oh, like, be like calculators, like calculators and stuff like that, right? But it would just, you know what I mean? Like you could be, you could be that kind of sexy, or or sexy Marty McFly from uh, Back oh, to the Future, good one, where it's just the boots the, and the it's just the uh, the Nike sneakers, the Nike sneakers, oh. and the uh, puffy vest and nothing else, and that's it, and that's it. Oh, oh. and that weird like holographic uh, baseball no, cap for mocha oh. i would say sexy b-boy sexy b-boy like yeah. you know like crisscross when's like, the last time they... somebody said b-boy I, I think in the 80s yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we all knew right that's yeah. how popular b-boying was yeah. uh yeah you could be sexy b-boy or sexy marty mcfly i could definitely see that all right yeah for sure but i think it all comes down to putting like just removing the shirt from the equation right isn't that what makes it sexy of course that's what, that's what ladies no, that do right or tight or something tight. Something tight. Yeah, extra tight. Right. Something tight. So we all agree no one's going as sexy deer this Halloween. No. 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 Okay. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody I'm will a baby. be. I'm sure somebody will be. Somebody, you're going to see that. Some, there's like, people go as like sexy, like sexy Santa. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no, things that should be sexy. this year, it's sexy squid game. Sexy squid game. Yeah, where you're wearing the, that, that sort of black hat with the square on it and nothing yeah. else. Oh, oh, wow. No, thanks. Jeez. Hey, Matthew, thank you so much for your question, bro. Yeah, no problem. All right. Later, dude. Uh, Claudia says here, Roz, mm. what did you do with your afternoons off over the summertime when you didn't have to go into ET Canada? And how is being back at ET Canada now? Um, so how did you spend your days? How did I spend you had my, a lot of vacation. my days when I was off? I off hung the TV out, show. Yeah, yeah, I hung out with rocks. I actually still was working on stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't just sit around and do nothing. Like, if I have time off, I fill it with things. Like, mm. I just, like, I was doing new projects and getting other things going and all of this stuff. There's no, like, sitting um, around. Just there was no sitting around. Or thinking about what you wanted to no, do. No, there was, there was legitimately no sitting around mm. uh, while, while I was off. And now being back at ET Canada, because um, I did ET Canada from home like everybody else. 
else was working from mm. home. For that whole run, I was working at home. And now, since after uh, Labor Day, we're back in the studio. It's fine. Like, I don't mind sort of being there. But the one thing that I have now when I'm in the studio it, that I didn't have when I was at home and that I actually don't like is I have downtime now yeah. where, you know, you have to wait for, like, if there's a technical problem, if there's something wrong with the cameras, if there's something, whatever, like just things holding you up. Because when I was doing uh, the TV show from home, I was in charge of recording everything myself, mm. right? So I was on my own schedule and I would get scripts and I would get all this other stuff and I would just do it all. Um, but I filled my minutes in the day with doing other things, and now I can't fill those minutes with things. Because you're waiting for other people. Because I just have to wait for stuff, oh, right? Man. Like if a script isn't done, i got to wait. If something isn't done, i got to wait. Um, so, yeah, so I, it's just weird to me to have time on my hands. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time on my hands, but like the just you know being able to, to get up and go and get a coffee sure. is just it's weird to me because I've just never had that kind of that kind of time on my hand. Would you rather be at home, you think? Um, like no. going through the experience of working from Can home and then now? Can you answer that? Um, now going back, yeah, in. no, no. Like, what's your preference? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff about ET Canada that I did like from working from home. Yeah, uh, but I also, I also missed, you know, missed some of the people there. I missed, you know, a lot of the of camera course. guys and the ten. Oh, the did your pants fit? And, what's that? Did your pants fit? Oh yeah, yeah. So that was the other that was a thing. Remember, I had said that on my first day mm-hmm. back, we got a phone call. We were talking about people who, yeah. whose, whose bodies had gone to a little bit of hell during COVID, mm-hmm. and I said that you know, it was my first day back at ET Canada. And I said, if you see me on ET Canada tonight, and I'm wearing, if I'm wearing a suit, then you know my pants fit because I didn't wear suit pants since March 2020. Right. I, I said, but if I'm wearing jeans, then you know my suits don't fit. And so that night I was wearing jeans on the the show. And then I eventually went through like all my suits. And I think I have like two suits that I could still get on. Uh The rest have to be altered out Um, and, and let out a little bit. Yeah, because the problem is that everything you wear, most things you wear on television, especially a show like E.T. Canada, everything is tailored so there's no room, mm. right? Like, everything is tailored so it fits so But perfectly. nobody sees your back, so on your pants you could have put a slit in the butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I could have put a butt crack in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> like, cut down the slit of the butt and then just sort of put your pants up and safety pin it behind you. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, that sounds no, like yeah. too much of a hassle. That's Yeah, no, no. You have also to go losing weight. But. Yeah, 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 but you have to get a professional to do that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so um, so because everything is just tailored so tight, like, I can't, when I'm, when I'm all buttoned up in everything that I need to wear for that show, like, to when I sit on something, yeah. I like sit with one ass cheek on the end of it, like on a stool, and don't fully bring my legs up. Really? Because everything is just so tight, like around your thighs. So you have to get and, new pants now? Uh, no, like I'll get just get them taken out. I'll just get oh. everything just no, re one thing I've learned about wearing jeans that are freshly washed is after a few days, they work themselves in. Um, so maybe with your pants, you just need to wear them around. No, no, no. Suit pants aren't like that. Yeah, it's oh, different material, they, man. They don't, they don't stretch. See, they need to make suit pants. Somebody, great idea. Yeah. They need to make suit pants that are made of sweat pant material that just look like suit it's pants. It's called a jogging suit. Yeah. They, already, they already exist. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, but they have pleats. Uh, yeah, and I'm, stuff. Gonna, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show up in, in like a, what's that thing with the two naked ladies back to back? What's huh? that company? Um, there were their logo was the two ladies. Oh, back, um, Kappa. Kappa. What is it? Kappa. Kappa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kappa. I'm going to show up with a kappa with a with a with a tie, <laughs> like just wear that with like a dress shirt underneath. Well, you know how many Italians would like Bro, praise you for that? Are you, you kidding? Think so? Very yeah. relatable. Yeah. yeah. Yo, every single Italian that I know, yeah, owns at least at least a minimum of two 
Kappa tracksuits. Yeah. What is the deal with those? I don't understand. Like, what makes them so? Why did those catch on with Italians and and I think it was others, the colors and others didn't? They were the only ones that did the like green and stuff like no, that. Because they? Adidas no. has been doing those yeah. forever. They have the same Nike so what has matching. I, that's I what know. I just asked. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <No>. Christ. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll show up in a Kappa track suit. Oh, the, the ladies would the, love you? With, I don't know about the ladies, man. Uh, Claudia really also has another question here. Mocha always says he's a hothead, but I can't see it. Give an oh. example of when this happens. Like on the show or in life? <sighs> Give an example in life, because I think that that's when you normally talk oh, about the Oh, we were out and you, that you got oh, mad at the cab driver. What happened then? Or the, Yeah, you remember you were reached and we were out drinking and forever oh, ago when years we used to go ago. out drinking. And, oh, yeah. right. The, because, man, we went out one night and Maury tagged along and everybody was drinking. <laughs> sound like I wasn't invited. And, um, my life, man. and then we went from one place to another yeah. and we went to get a cab and we all hopped into the cab and the cab this said. This is before Uber even, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the cab yeah. driver said, where are you guys going? And oh, we yeah. told him. And he said, no, I'm not taking you there because the fare wasn't going to be a big fare. The the, the distance that he had to drive yeah. wasn't going to be worth, I guess, in his mind, worth his time. God, cab so I argued with him. Dicks, huh? I, and, and I said, uh, no, you got to take us. Like, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And he still would not. Uh, and this isn't the first time this happened uh, to me, at least. Yeah. And, the, and he refused. So I took his um, his name. You know when you're sitting in the his back ID. of the cab? Yeah. His name ID, because it was only stuck on by Velcro. So yeah. I took that off, yeah. and I hopped out the car and opened all the doors. <laughs> <cab>. <laughs> and then I took a picture of his ID, yeah. and I tossed it back in the car with all the doors open. And then we bounced. So then he had to get out. Of, and it was winter. So he had to get out of the car and walk around and close all the doors. Wow. Yeah, fair enough. We did that another time fair to enough. somebody in a, and it was a taxi van, and we left the doors, the boat, the sliding doors on both sides. Oh open. God, yeah. So yeah, but Mocha is a hothead. Like for yeah. anybody who may not hear it on the radio, um, uh, an absolute hothead. Yeah, behind the wheel, I can be a hothead as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that last week. Did you? Did you honk at somebody? No, it was even okay. So yelling I, match. Please okay. tell me yelling match. No, 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 no. Um, so I was. In like center two lanes, right at a stoplight, and I'm in the, the sort of left lane, right. And I realized when I got there, there's a bunch of people in front of me all turning left, and I was going straight. Mm-hmm. So I waited for the people in my right lane to sort of the, to ver- there to be a big break, so I could get out from behind those people and continue on and go straight. So I wait. There's a giant break, and as I'm pulling into that lane, this guy in like a truck mm-hmm. guns it, and from I had, you? yeah, and I had plenty of room, yeah, and he guns it and cuts me off and almost sideswipes me, and then he continues on through the light, yeah, and I miss the light, right? So I'm so I'm next to go. So light turns green, and Catherine's in the truck with me, and then we just start going, driving, 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 and I realize this guy's in front of me. Mm-hmm. And then it just so happened that he made the same right that I was about to make. And then so he was now in the right lane and I was in the left lane and we were driving down and I was driving in his blind spot. Uh-huh. Right. And and in the <laughs> so in the right funny. lane, he was he was approaching a couple of parked cars that were there. Uh-huh. And I slowed down a little bit. He signaled. And just as he started to pull over, I gunned it past him, yeah. hit my horn. But as soon as I got right in front of him, I hit the brakes and just no! slowed right down. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, <laughs> My and, guy. Yeah, and slowed right down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And can I tell you, the best part was Catherine didn't even realize it. Like, no. she, didn't, no, she didn't even acknowledge what was even happening. And then I turned down the road, and yeah. uh, we were home like five minutes later. But no. I was like, yeah. And he knew, too. He totally. knew. He knew. Holy. He knew. Yeah. I, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I have to watch now the way I react when I'm behind the wheel when our four-year-old is in the car. Oh, because last yeah. week this happened, and he was like, why are you honking your horn, Daddy? Yeah. Like, what happened, right? So if I'm driving and going through a light and I have the green, and if somebody is at the going the opposite way and they're going to make a, I guess it would be a right turn into the direction that I'm going, if they have the red, yeah. realistically, you're supposed to wait till either there's a big break and it's safe for you to go, or you just wait for it to turn green. Sure. So I was going and a car, like if I didn't slow down, I would have hit this car right? for sure. Right. Decided to try to make it. So I like honked. I laid on the horn. Yeah. I was using my flicker. And funny enough, by the time we get to the next light, yeah, we're both at the red. This person's on my right. I'm in the left. Yeah. And all I'm doing is I turn to the right. Oh, you and stare I just stare. Oh, and that's what I do. Whenever no. people like piss me off on the road. Yeah. And if I see or if I know that we end up at the same light. Yeah. I always position myself so I can look straight at them. Really? And then they don't even look. They're just like hands <gasps> at 10 and 2 looking yeah, straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know. They know. They know. Hey, does Jenna do anything uh, uh, when she's in the car that sort of pisses you off? Not necessarily pisses you off, but that you don't do. Like, does she have any driving habits? habits that go against sort of the way that you drive because i'll tell you because when i'm hmm. in the car with Catherine, uh, matthew doesn't drive does he, he doesn't have his no, license thank god. right no thank god um uh, <laughs> you're saying that you're yeah. the worst driver in this room so he here's worse, sir. so here's what here's what Catherine does because when i'm in the car with Catherine, we will often get honked at okay right and um the her thing that she does and i've never said anything to her about it because she's been driving for longer than i have and it's her car and it's whatever she wants to do but if we are driving mm -hmm. okay and it's on a busy road and we're coming up to an intersection um and she wants to turn left while the light is green mm -hmm. okay she drives and drives and drives and drives and drives and then just as she's in the intersection is when she hits the brakes and hits her turn signal. Oh. So everybody behind her thinks that she's going straight. Yeah. Because she was not signaling you can't while, while she was while she was there. Or or it's even better. We'll be stopped at the at the red yeah. and somebody will be behind us. And then when the light goes green is when Catherine will hit her turn signal that oh, she's turning no, left. Cool. She's the I pe hate she's that. the people I don't like. Right. Yeah. I so so and we that. always get honked at. Yeah. And I don't even think she notices. Oh, what did she it. say? She's Nothing. like, what are they honking? She never, at? No, she never oh says God, anything. Can we call her, please? No, no, hell no. Oh, you think I'm having this conversation with her? <laughs> no, no, you just sit quietly. We'll no, take no, care no, of her. No, 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 I think the no, only no. thing that Jenna really does that I've that I've noticed is yeah. uh, if she's driving, uh, if we're approaching a light, a red light, yeah. or even like a stop sign, she kind of like breaks a little bit too late. Oh. So I'm sitting there oh, like the floor? And, and I'm hitting the, the <laughs> I'm hitting the imaginary break. Like it should be now. It should be now. It should be now. It should be now. Uh, yeah. And then eventually she stops. Yeah. But that's yeah, like the yeah, only yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Doris says here, if you guys could own any piece of art out there from any artist, dead or alive, what would you choose? Oh we'll start with art. David Moore because Moore is the, uh, the big art head. Oh my God. It would be either a Warhol room. or a Jean-Michel Basquiat. Guaranteed. One of those two. What's, uh, um, Jean-Michel Basquiat like famous for? The crown. Oh, okay. That crown. The, yeah. the, you all know the crown. That's yeah. from Jean-Michel Basquiat. And like, so his... would it be that, that you would, you would own? 
Well, he the crown's on all of his work. His oh, okay, work, gotcha. It's hard to describe. It's very much like, That's and like I mean signature. this with a lot of respect if he's listening, but he's dead. Um, no, so not listening. <laughs> his work is very much like some like a two-year-old's artwork, but it's very awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very valuable. Very um, the, the recently um Jay-Z and Beyonce did a photo for Tiffany's and it was Jean-Michel Basquiat on the wall in they that got, photo. They got they got heat for that photo. They sure though. did because Why? Jean-Michel Basquiat would never have yeah. wanted his photo used that because way. nobody ever seen that one before either. That's true, right? and no, that was the first time. Collection. Yeah, that was, that was the first time anybody had ever seen this particular mm. piece of work. Was that it? They did. Do you think it was owned by either JC or Beyonce? It was theirs. Oh, it, it was theirs. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. huge art collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was theirs, but it had just so happened to be in Tiffany colors, right? Mm. And so they used it in the ad. And a lot of people were pissed off that they that if they used you, it because I've watched a lot of documentaries and read a lot of stuff on him. Is if anybody ever was asking him to paint something for them, yeah, and he and they. I said, can you do something with red or green? He would immediately destroy the work he was working on and tell you to mm. get lost and pour paint on you as you're exiting the building. Right, yeah. Well, oh, wait, why? He Dick. doesn't like colors? No, you or... don't tell an artist what colors That's First of all, if you're paying, yes, you do. Um, not in his world. I know, not in his world. And maybe maybe you don't, but you, you, listen, there's there's like a, there's a thing that some artists have where I'm like, that's a... No, but you're buying... All, I get... The, I, you're, you're buying the art. Like, you're not buying... It. He's I not doing it. custom work. He's sure. doing something from his mind But maybe mind you bought you. a real great rug and you just want a painting to go with it. You know what I mean? Well, the famous like, saying is art shouldn't don't, match your couch. Yeah, but you but you don't pour paint on somebody, okay? Well, he did. You know, I know, but he's, he's a dick. He was a dick, So right? how, how long ago did he die? He died in 1989. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I would say the Mona Lisa. Mm, good one. And then I would just sell it. Oh, even better. Yeah. That's a tiny piece of work. Doesn't matter. I'd yeah, sell it. Said. <laughs> it's, it's just like you. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, and then and then I'd sell. I was just trying because I don't know a lot about art, but I'm like, what would what would I the, what actually would, what you what would want fetch all of the, the cable most? soup cans? The what? No, they all said, the soup cans. But what they that, those aren't worth as much as the Mona Lisa. They're certainly they're worth. My understanding is they're worth thirty seven million dollars. Can you even put a price on the Mona Lisa? What? No, you can't. No. So that's what I would own, and then I would it's make a, somebody put a price on it. It's as they say, priceless. Yes. Yeah. But I would put a price on it. I would. I would take like I don't know, a couple hundred million for it, and sell it back to them, or so, or some other or some like you know I don't even know like, like a museum. Like no, I would sell oh. it to like some Saudi prince or something like oh. that. Like nobody would ever see it ever again. Really yeah. piss people Come off. On, really, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what am I going to hang it in my living room and then have people? No, no, I would sell it to some. I would sell it to some. But guy. you know what? If you were to hang it in your living room, yeah. people would think that it's a, a replica anyway. Yeah, no, no. But if I was like, if if, they, if 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 this question is correct, like if I could own anything where yeah. there was like no strings attached, Maury said he would own a basket. I would say I want the Mona Lisa, and it would be known as the Mona Lisa. It would just now be in my possession. What about the painting that's on the Sistine Chapel. Well, then I have to live in the Vatican. <laughs> but they can't peel it off. It's kind of move. Yeah, no, man, no. And I believe me, I, I've been, I've, I've been to the Sistine Chapel, right? Uh-huh. And I've been to the Vatican, and uh, I would, you would not want to live there. It is not a, it's not a happy place. No. <laughs> the vibe inside the Vatican is yeah. not. Miles a little low. Yeah, no, yeah. The vibe inside the Vatican is not one uh, that's happy. And the weird thing about going to the Vatican is that when you tour around the Vatican, there's all sorts of like beautiful like tourists and everything. Like, like you would, you start to think that when you're single, like you know, like maybe you could pick up at the Vatican, right? Uh-huh. But you realize that that's just never going to happen. Like you're never going to be able to pick up. Why the can't Vat- it happen? No, 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 no. You're never going to pick up at the Vatican. But uh, but no, the Vatican when you walk through, it's not a, uh, it's not a happy place. Have you ever Googled the Vatican cruising spots? Um, cruising? <laughs> <laughs> cruising? Wait, wait, wait. Have you? No, but I'm not the no. one that wants to find love there. Ross yeah, yeah it's called the master bedroom. Yeah. <laughs>
You know what I'm saying? Hit us up on Instagram once a week. You'll see a photo that reads Ask Roz and Mocha. That This is where we get the questions from, and these are the conversations that happen. Thank you for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.